Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 43 of Beer Another Shit, the podcast, quarantine edition adjunct series. This evening, ladies and gentlemen, we have been talking about Gatineau, Quebec for probably the last year or so, and just really what's been happening out there. And it's fascinating. It's it's very cool when you get to see, you know, an area kind of blow up. And we have one of the premier breweries in the area joining us tonight. We have Sebastian and JF from Ella Derive. Boys. Welcome. Hey, hey, make some noise. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Good, good, good. Amazing. Great to meet you guys finally, eh? Because I feel like uh, we've talked through. I know JF, you have passed beers to Paul Andre for me before. Um, in the past, we have a bunch of mutual friends, and Chris from Hops and Bros, who also works for Sankey and Baron, friends of yours. He's he's the one who introduced me to your beers over the summer, and. Um, it's cool, man. Very good guy. Yeah, man. Great, great people. I feel like all the good people know the other good people. It's usually how it goes. So, um, yeah, it's great to finally connect with you. I've been uh, since I heard Chris. I swear, Chris had been telling me about you guys for a little before I got to try it. And one day he said, "Hey, you need this." And I didn't really have a ton of context. And I did. I remember doing a one-minute review of one of them. I think it was either Boathouse or I think it was Boathouse. And I was like, "What that? What?" Like I didn't. I didn't know like that it was that good. I was like, Jesus, what is happening here? So since then and everything I've tried since I've just been insanely impressed and uh, you know, the, from the branding and everything. So stoked to finally have you guys on and uh, get the story, but we cannot. Thanks man. That. No worries. We can't do that without some liquids. So what are we starting with? Tell us about this awesomely named beer boys. Yes. Uh, 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 you want to start G? Yeah, so uh, Saint-Jean-Pauve is our, um, it's an elder pepper saison. Uh, so basically, it's uh, it's really what we're into, what we like to do. Uh, I don't know if you ever tried one of our first beers we've ever made and then we enjoyed the most making is a lilac uh, flower saison with uh, wildflower. No, it's actually it's a lilac saison with honey. No. And uh, so it's all part of those. Uh, and then we also made a couple of beers made with uh, very, very local ingredients like the lilac beet go and pick out ourselves on the side of the river like hippies and uh i really enjoyed i've had some other elder pepper saisons and i really thought that jived with what we want to make so uh that's the first one we're having because the other ones are either fairly hoppy or or very sweet so i feel like if we start with this one it's very effervescent and very easy drinking so yeah that's for that's pretty much it for the beer. I love it. Um, I'd only actually had uh, IPAs, I think, from you guys, or at least hoppy beers. Um, so this is the first sort of non-hoppy beer that uh, I'm trying. Here we go. Yeah. Stupid photo awesome. time. You know how it goes. Tell us, what is an elder, what did you say, elder pepper? Is that what it was called? It's, a, it's yeah, like a, so, it's, uh, like a um, it's like a Nordic pepper. Um, with taste uh, uh, a bit like... Um, okay. Um, like pine, or like there's something like uh, from like Nordic forest uh, in in the taste. It's really interesting, and uh, and this beer is a one hundred percent ingredient from Quebec, and this is really important for us. Uh, and it, I don't know, I I don't think you can see it, but on the bottle, it's it's written um, Siri du Terroir. Okay. 
it means like uh, terroir. You say that in English too, right? Um, I think so. We use it like we just say the French word, yeah. Like you say the terroir yeah. of like a, a wine region or something like that, yeah. Yeah, all right, cool. So, okay, that's uh, super fascinating. So everything, like the malt is from here, the hops, everything is from... Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Is that, was that yeah, so all the malts we get from, um, you know, Matt, they're based in uh, uh, Sherbrooke. Um, and it's, it's grown throughout Quebec, but, uh, so that, and it's a very simple, uh, malt bill because it's a saison. Uh, I mean the yeast, yeah, we, the yeast, we prop it up in the house. So, and then the other ingredients is, well, we use hops that we use from, like, there's very minimal amounts of hops in it, but we get it from, uh, uh, Lupulin hop yard, which is, I'd say two hour North of Gatineau. I've heard of that. And, uh, yeah, the other pepper, uh, we just buy from uh, like, like uh, individual like uh, commercial foragers that we just find on the internet. Right, which is the easiest way to do it. Okay, as opposed to picking the peppers yourself, like the lilac flowers. Well, I think like the the so an alder is like a it's not really a tree; it's more of a shrub, and it grows. I think it grows more north than here, like especially like uh, Saguenay, Saint Jean, and uh, the North Coast. Mm-hmm. That's where I think it's the most abundant. I've never seen any, uh, or not enough actually, to make uh, make a full batch of it, make a full right. fifteen hectoliter batch of it. So yeah, we just source from independent commercial foragers. Right, that's probably a good way to do it. I've never actually heard that term, yeah. like commercial foragers. I guess that's. Kind of like I think I just made it up. Doesn't it sound great though? <laughs> <laughs> it does sound great. It could almost be the episode name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is like this has a really nice like um, the malt profile. I feel like with saisons, I'm more um, you know you're sort of getting more of that phenolic vibe. But I feel like this has got a really strong malt, malt profile as far as like maybe more akin to a um, like a pilsner or something like super light but very bready. Am I accurate there? Or am I? It's actually, it is very bready. Uh, the way we ferment it, we don't want to uh, promote uh, too much, like too much of a phenolic taste, like or bubblegum or, or clove. Like we don't promote those esters or, or those phenolics. So we ferment it a bit, uh, a bit cooler to get that. And then the alder pepper kind of has a bit of a earthy, piney, lemony side to it. And then there's this, I wouldn't say it's spicy, but it, it character, characterizes as spicy for a saison, if you would. Mm-hmm. And uh, we carb it up very high just because we feel like, uh, like uh, me and Sebastian, we've been to Belgium, I don't know, two, three times. And uh, like when you drink a Saison, well, typically when they're made over there, they're bottle conditioned and uh, they're more effervescent. So that's what we did with that beer. We we packaged it still and then it, it uh, at bottle conditioned. And then we waited, I think, a month before we released it. I like that. That's great. Yeah, it's got yeah. a really... Um noting that down as well so that it's really a really great uh the combination is fantastic and i really like i didn't know that one of the things i always never really liked a lot about saisons is that bubble gum and that cloves and i was wondering what i, I was curious about to ask why this one doesn't have that but you just explained it's the different temperatures so that's great yeah man super subtle yeah there's like uh there yeah uh, i feel like uh like belgian yeast they're so expressive so expressive you really need to tinker around with them uh, I think we've made it in the past just for the pub and it was a bit more uh, on the phenolic side. So when we remade it for bottles, we just decided to tone that, tone that um, side of it down. But yeah, I feel like they're very, very sensitive to whatever variations you give them and they'll just be more expressive, but it depends if you want it or not. 
I'm like you, I don't really enjoy when it's so muddled, like it's so bubblegummy or, or clovey that it's actually, it's muddled and you can't really get the maltiness or whatever out of it. So yeah, I'm really, we're really happy with that uh, version of it. We're not, I th- honestly, if we were going to make it again, I think I'd add more uh, alder pepper to mm-hmm. make it a bit more aromatic, but I like, we were really, really happy with that. I can see why. Yeah. It's a really good beer guys. Like, yeah, this is not my jam typically. And uh, it's sort of rare that I find one that I really like. And this is definitely hitting those spots because I, I didn't know that you could take those flavors out. Like that was voluntary. I thought it was just part of the deal. Like you had to have all this bubble gum and stuff. So that's great. Yeah, well, I feel I feel like I feel like when you have them like a, a saison is like made by North American brewers, that's typically what will tend to happen. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, like, we're, like I'm talking like I'm an expert, but like, we're, we're con- continuously working on it. Like even like for this batch, what we did for the, for the pub, if we ever get to reopen, uh, we even uh, keg conditioned the, uh, the beer. So basically we put it in the keg still and it re-fermented in the keg, try to get that vibe, same as you would get in the bottle. So it's not artific- artificially carved. So can't wait to open back up and pull open <laughs> and tap to see if it, if it worked or not. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's so smart. Yeah. I never even heard of that. I love it. So <laughs> let's get into the history. I always forget that. I don't know why. I just I always don't even associate breweries with a, a tap room anymore because it's been so damn long. Um, tell us yeah, about exactly. right. It's crazy. Tell us about both of your beer histories, and then we'll get into how the the brewery came about. Whoever yes, for sure. Uh, yeah. Maybe uh, make it, maybe I can start. But uh, we we both started like uh, like when we were close to 18 there's a pretty good bar in uh, in the Outaouais. it's called uh, l'autreuil they have like more than 500 uh, type of beer back in the days and um, it it was like it was something different uh, like we were going there and uh, enjoying different type of beer from around the world uh, i think it started there actually and after that um, we went to belgium for beer three times not uh, like uh, not uh, like professionally. In- yeah, not professionally. Right. Just to have fun and drinking right. beers. Right. Yeah, we don't uh, really get drunk professionally. <laughs> uh, I mean, technically, it can happen. Can happen. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and after that, I uh, I did my studies actually uh, in fine art. I did my bachelor and my uh, masters in fine art uh, in Montreal. Um, and I was working in, in a microbrewery there. It's called uh, Brua. Nice. Pretty good one. And they have like two um, succursales. They have two uh, oh, locations. You mean the, the, yeah. Yeah, the bar, right? You mean the one in Ahuntsic and the one in Rosemont? Yeah, yeah, that's right. The yeah. really nice place. I, I, love, I loved it. it you, um, they are, uh, did you work with Dan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I worked with Dan. He yeah, was like sure. the first person I ever met in Quebec beer. He's such a legend. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, cool. he's a funny one. He's a funny one. <laughs> he cracked me up. Okay, cool. <laughs> right. So you were like managing it there or bartending? No, no. I, I was. Uh, I learned from the bottle actually. From the bottom. From the bottle. Okay. Maybe the bottle too. Bottle. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, yeah, and I uh, I start like um, I was a uh, how you say that like um, I was uh, serving beer on tap first like uh, at the bar. Bartender. And after that, yeah, bartender. Kind of, and after that, I, I became a, a waiter. At when they opened the the other one in uh, in Ansik. Um 
And when I was uh, doing my bachelor, me and uh, Jean-Francois, we were working on uh, a farm, uh, farm house, uh, a, a farm brewery, actually, okay. uh, like uh, back in, in Outaouais. Um, but this project didn't uh, went to life. So uh, we j- I, I just moved on with my art studies. And then at the end of my, uh, my master's, uh, like uh, there were another plan. And this is where like à la dérive began approximately okay i love that yeah uh basically uh so uh i went to i went i actually got a job as a brewer uh i'd say seven or eight years ago and then kind of figured out i was missing out on something so i went to study at niagara college and i did my studies there went back to the same brewery for five years. And then after that, I started, uh, well, we started at the Rive. I was actually working, you know, Max from Hops and Bros. I do very well. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked with him at Castle Brewery for, okay. for a couple of years. Okay. Okay. So he that's how I met Chris. I, I know Max more than, uh, I've known Max for a longer time than Chris, but now I see Chris way more often because I think Max, Max actually went to Niagara college, but he's, he's still there. Yeah, he stayed in uh, St. Catharines. He was working at Bench. I'm not sure if he's still there. No. Yeah, he's still at Bench. And he went, didn't he go to Long Slice? I thought he went to Long Slice in Toronto. Yeah, and then he went back to Bench oh, went back as a to brewer. Bench. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that uh, that trek from St. Catharines to like the west end of Toronto would be a nightmare. No, it was the east end, actually, distillery. Yeah, yeah that'd be a killer. Okay. Yeah. All right, that makes I more sense. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I've known him for a while. Beautiful. And now, like, obviously, you guys have got this, you know, Chris is at Tankiem, so Neighbours, uh, which is on the same street yeah. as that uh, Lil Joy uh, bar, which I've never been to yet, but I drove past it when I went there. So when did Aladariv begin? Like, where, what, what year did the brewery open? Was it last year or the year before? Our, like, our opening day is uh, December uh, 9th of 2019, so that, that would have been, okay. I could say, last year, I guess, still. Uh, so a little, a little over a year, but before that, basically we wanted to open, um, September of that year, but then we got delayed, uh, for construction permit, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And the zoning wasn't right, uh, incorporated brewery, uh, where we wanted to be. So basically we turned around and then we, uh, contacted, um, uh, Sammy, the owner at, uh, Gelkius, also in, uh, also in Elmer. And uh, basically what we did is we got a two-year contract with them. So we put in uh, two 10-barrel tanks in his brewery, and then I started brewing there. So we're kind of like contract brewing, but I was doing all the work. Okay. And then for the first summer, uh, what we did is we just we would keg beer because we just got we got two tanks and like 100 kegs. And then we just keg beer and then sell to restaurants in Gatineau okay. for an entire summer just to uh, – keep us going uh, until we got our, our, our uh, construction permit. Then we got a construction permit to two or three months to do like just uh, pretty much like decoration and finishing and putting in a walking cooler and the kitchen. I guess it's, it is a construction after all, but uh, yeah, it's, that's a lot of little touch up. <laughs> and then we opened up on December 9th. Yeah. Okay. And so that was, all right. So about to say, yeah, because I was thinking the, you were talking about last year, which wouldn't have made sense. So yeah, having all the kegs in 2019. Okay, so at least you got a full summer of being able to distribute the beer. Because I knew there was some sort of a tie-in with Gallicus, but I didn't know. I met Simon once briefly, he was super cool as well. Okay, so are you, you've moved yeah. everything now back to your your establishment now. Not yet. So basically what we did, oh, it's a long story, man. We might 
We might finish that <laughs> earlier before we get to the second, but uh, we have like a weird. Uh, <laughs> we have we have like a weird. Um, I don't want to say that word in English. A weird uh, start. Yeah, pretty fucking weird start for sure. Uh, basically, what we did is after when we opened in December, uh, we kind of we only had two tanks, so we kind of stopped distributing in kegs to those restaurants, and they understood they're all our friends, and so we started only supplying our pub. But obviously, when you open in December 2019, you basically just hope like you run for like four months before you're closed down by a no, pandemic. Yeah. And then obviously, like we didn't know what to do, so that's when we got. We kind of lucked out on that because in the meantime, everything was getting sorted out by the city to get uh, the proper zoning and et cetera, et cetera. But because we were brewing at Gengis and he has like a, it's an industrial, like a commercial brewing permit, he is able to distribute. So he was kind enough to let us can our beers and uh, and sell it to a couple shops in Gatineau. And we could, uh, like, we could be open at our restaurant just for takeout sales. So we'd sell food and cans to go. That got us going. Like that kept us alive until we reopened. And then I would say, like, when we're, you know, I don't know if you remember last summer, but it was like uh, almost no COVID anymore. So it was like you can be outside, but it's all right in the summertime. Yeah. So the pub started running like very strong because our, our location is actually very, very, it's pretty sweet. And uh, so we kind of figured it out. And then the zoning got fine. We were able to actually brew on premise. Okay. Uh, but then we kind of realized that we can't put our eggs all in one basket, like focus only on tap. Cause if we ever get closed down again, for whatever reason, because I mean, we are like technically we're in a flood zone where our pub is. Right. Uh, so it's, it was like a very high risk thing. So we decided, you know what, let's just take a bit more time. And, uh, we'll, and we're still trying to find it. Like to this day, we're trying to find a, a spot to put in like a, a bigger size system and get a permit where we can actually distribute. And then we would, we're just still going to continue feeding our pub. Um, again, so that's where we're at right now. So we're still brewing out of a get juice. Uh, we got a third tank in, uh, that one's like 15 barrels. So now we have two tens and one fifteen. And cause we've been closed since, since October, basically we've been producing as much as we can and just canning everything and selling it. So that's what we're sitting at right now. We're working really hard on getting a, uh, like a, we're looking for a commercial spot in Gatineau. Uh, it's, it's a bit tricky. And uh, yeah, that's where we're at right now. Okay. So you're only able to, to make the canned and I imagine like the, the bottle products at Gallicus. Like you guys can't do that on premise because of the, the zoning and the permit. Well, yeah, now exactly. the zoning's cool and everything. But like, as, as I mentioned, because we're in a flood zone, uh, like we're not very comfortable like taking such a big risk and being closed or whatever or close for another reason. Plus, like we'd be brewing in such a small space that we couldn't get like a because like at Gallicus and at a bunch of breweries in Quebec, they get a it's called mobile canning. So they get a, a truck comes in with a canning line, they can and then they they leave at the end of the day. We wouldn't be able to do that at our current location. So it doesn't even make sense to brew there. Yeah, the system we wanted like on premise would be too small to actually be viable if we ever get closed down for another reason. So that's why we're actively looking for a space that can allow us to have a bigger brewing system. So it means a bigger spot and obviously like proper loading docks and et cetera, et cetera. That's what, that's what we're looking at right now. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. And I guess you guys could treat the pub as the, the place where you make the you know smaller batch stuff 
just for tap type of thing. Like for a reason. Yeah, well, I, like, I mean, we haven't like a, I mean, that would make sense. Like definitely like our pub is where, uh, like, I don't know, like still, I don't know if you can remember two or three years ago, but you'd go to a pub to get entertained, right? And uh, we have, we have like a, we have a permit for, um, for uh, live entertainment. We have uh, a bunch of ideas. Uh, we actually started doing like a poetry night, uh, like right before we got closed down and stuff like that. Plus with our, like our, uh, our big um, terrace patio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the front, we would be able to do a bunch of events. We have um, lawn bowling uh, in, in our backyard. We have a lawn bowling, I don't know, it's a court. How yeah, would you say that? I know what you're talking about. Actual lawn bowls, like old people lawn bowls? Yeah. Uh, I it's called a pétanque. I don't know what it is in English. I think it's lawn bowling. Is that like these, these little balls? It's kind of like curling, but balls. And you got to roll the ball and get close to the white ball. Yeah, it's yeah, like curling, but it's like, yeah, those metal balls, and it's on like a, a gravel uh, uh, terrain. And then oh. they play that in the south of France, and they just drink the uh, pastis. Yeah, pastis, uh, actually. Um, oh, that's what yeah. it's called? Okay. It sounds, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think because lawn bowls is something in Australia. They It's like where old people specifically, <laughs> like in, in the white clothes, and it's really slow and it's. But it's the same as like the same concept. I think there's a whole bunch of games like bocce is the Italian. We don't have a dress code. No dress code. Okay, okay. no way. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, whatever. So we, we have like a bunch of ideas. Like we have way more ideas than we have permissions right now. Obviously, so obviously when we open back up, that'll be where everything will be happening. Uh, depends on where we set up shop. Like a, for for brewing, like for an industrial part of the town, obviously it won't be as much of a party zone. It's like everything's in the air right now. We are closing, like we are talking to a bunch of um, uh, promoters, but nothing concrete so far. But uh, yeah, like time flies by because right now, like since we've been closed, we've just been rushing and rushing and reinventing ourselves. Like uh, uh, Sebastian is now like our delivery guy. Yes, we just in Montreal the other day. Stuff like that. Like you just make yeah. yourself like you, reinventing and you have a new job every day. So it's really hard to move forward in those projects right now, but like we're trying really, really hard. No, man. Yeah. It's got to be challenging real quick. JF, your specific audio is kind of like, I don't know if you can hear it. It's a little staticky. I don't know really how to fix it, but maybe if you just unplug and plug the headphones in or something, I don't know why. I just know that since the headphones fixes the double, yeah, I, I, that might be okay. Is it good now? No, same. No. Could you, can you guys hear it? You can both hear it. The, the I, I, I hear the, the problem too. Yeah. Okay. I I, sometimes it can happen. It just goes away. So I didn't say anything. Sometimes it just disappears. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure it'll be, uh, it'll fix itself. Um, what if, uh, if I go like this? Is it better? Is that unplugged? I, but I can't hear you guys now. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you, <laughs> keep talking. Uh, is it better? No. It's still doing interesting. I don't know how to fix that. It's kind of weird. I really figure it like it um it just goes. Like it just sort of disappears. I wonder um because I don't even know how to take you out. Oh, I can I can take you out and put you back on. Let me see what that does. No, you know what? Maybe uh uh but yeah. can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you, yeah. Even yeah. if I take off the screen, I just want to see if that did anything. 
Maybe it's, uh, maybe all those people have uh, shitty Chromebooks like I do. Maybe I could uh, <laughs> maybe I could try connecting on my uh, girlfriend's laptop. If you wanted to, we can keep going, and you can just call when I add you right back in. It's super easy. Yeah, yeah, I'll be back right. in uh, two minutes. I'll try that out. No worries, man. Thank all you. right, perfect. So, are you guys on the street? When I went to basically this summer, what you guys were talking about before, when it was safe for a while. Um, yeah. that month was the first time we ventured out and we, the first place we went was San Kiem cause we wanted to go see Chris and yeah. I'm pretty sure in hindsight, I remember he was like, Hey, see, if you keep going down the street, that's the water and that's where I live. Is that, is that on my, is that correct? You're on the same street? Uh, n- no, actually they are in, uh, in Elmer in Gatsnow. Yeah. Oh, so you're yeah, it's in, pretty- okay. So it's not the same thing. No, they they are pretty much at the opposite in in like uh, in the city. But you know, the, this river that they they were showing you is the same river that we're on the side of. Is okay. it? Uh, it's called the uh, uh, Rivière des Outaouais, uh, like Ottawa River, and uh, uh, the like two river merge where we are, like uh, Gatineau River and uh, Outaouais River, and uh, where we are at this spot, we you can see the Parliament Hill uh, on the other side. The okay. rich places. Right. Okay. I think he was, I, I just remember him telling me about it. So maybe I'm thinking of something else he said down that. Maybe he was saying down that street's the water. And if you keep going, then you get to you guys. Maybe that's what he said then. But either way. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So do you have like a, 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 a terrace like on the water, like overlooking the water or is it on the street side? It's a, there's like, there's a street. Uh, uh, and last summer, uh, like the city uh, decided to, uh, to close the seat, the, the street for like uh, for the curve COVID and uh, to try something else for like a uh, uh, pedestrian and uh, and uh, and uh, bicycle cool. and actually it, it was really nice like uh, a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of uh, like um, like people were uh, like uh, they were going to um, to work by car they were they were complaining but. For us, it was like paradise because, like, you have a patio. You don't want like a big motorcycle and cars going in front. And uh, it, it's it's like uh, it was really uh, interesting and calm. Yeah. Nice. That's great. Um, I like that you've you've been able to do that. I guess it kind of like it just sounds like such a sick uh, location. Um, it says guest is in green room. Okay, so add him to the right. There we go. Got you back in. Is it better now? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's better for sure. Yes, look at that. All fixed. Bloody glorious. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. So it sounds like, um, you know, like obviously with, with most breweries, COVID's been pretty rough. Um, I do I love that you guys have been able to, um, you know, pivot and and really go hard on the, 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 the model sales, which is great. So you've been able to like, you had to kind of change jobs. So bef- like, what did you do before Sebastian? Were you not, obviously you probably weren't delivering to Montreal and stuff. Yeah. Like you mean like for the, the beginning of the brewery? Oh, like, yeah. From the beginning of the brewery to the, um, like before the, COVID when you've had to kind of yeah. pivot and you've had to be like, well, I guess I'll be the delivery guy. What were you doing? You yeah. Yeah. At, at first I, I started the, like, um, because we, we run at a, a pub and, uh, I, so I, I was the the, the 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 pub manager. So yeah. um, um, I was I was the one who were like um, 
fixing things <laughs> like right. for all the, the service uh, for the customers and uh, like uh, um, like uh, giving formation for the, the all the employees and uh, uh, bringing things together to uh, to fix everything uh, organizing uh, like events because this is my this is my field actually when I was uh, in uh, university I was uh, like uh, orga- organizing like shows and parties um, with a lot of beers actually um, so so that was my my principal uh, activities in in the brewery I was also um, doing all the the, the the Facebook Instagram all the communication so it it was a lot at the same time but uh, like uh, with the, with the covid all the 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 restaurant part uh, just just went down so see there for me it it was it, it is pretty bad but in in a way um i've been able to express myself uh, in doing like um like all the 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 all the 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 the, the design for the the cans and the, the bottle Oh, nice! That's all you. Yeah, it's a, like some some of them. It's not me, but uh, most of them it's me. It's in a, at first. I'm I'm not like a, I'm I'm not a, de- a designer at all. I'm I'm a sculptor and I do like a public performance. Okay. <laughs> so for me, it's really it's really something different. But I, I know how to draw and, and uh, uh, it it is it is really nice to do that. I I feel like um, I have the chance to to. To do uh, like a, a part of what my field, like something in my field, you know, um, and I, I see like every um, every uh, like a label, every label, like a, like a, I, 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 it sounds cheesy, like a piece of art, but I, I, I see all of them like a, a possibility to to uh, to show something to the people and uh, to be different. Uh, like uh, of the other beer on the market, you know. So that's that's my goal, and uh, in a way. Okay. So that's what I'm doing right now, and I'm also doing all the delivery. Uh, um, it's for me. It's really important to 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 go to meet the people, uh, even if we're in the pandemic time. Uh, I go to meet the, all the customers, all the new clients, uh, to see like who buy our beer and uh, what they like in, in those type of beer and uh, do they like the branding and everything. Like I, I, I try to go forward to that. That's great, man. Uh, that's, I mean, I guess that's the best possible like thing to do during all this time, right? Like if you're not uh, seeing the people, you know, they need to see you because people are still buying beer a lot. People are buying a lot of beer. Thank you. Um, I had to get the photos, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. Oh, it's got a little, <laughs> little hazy. I like that. Yeah, like going to actually meet the uh, the folks. Uh, I think is super important, particularly now because they, you know, if you just had like a rep, it's cool. But I think it's even better that they're meeting, you know, the co-founder and, and you're asking the questions, and that means they're probably more inclined to buy your beer in future. So that's uh, super smart. I really like that. Um, that's great. We should probably talk about the labels, but I'm thinking of time. Should we grab the next one? To yeah, for sure. We should. Would that be the five point five percent one? I think yeah, so. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Did you get the Aladariva in the fridge? It's there's two in the front. It's the one on the right. Thank you. Um. So this, did you do this label? 
Yeah, I did. I did this label nice. and uh, um, like Sgt. Pepper from uh, the Beatles. It's like a kind of a homage uh, to them. Okay. And uh, they, there's uh, a, every time I do a label, a label, it's always um, uh, I want something to be funny in it. Like uh, okay. I don't take myself for uh, for I don't know how to say that. I, I and like in French serious. we say. It turns too seriously. Like I, I love ludic, ludic, ludic. Like do you, uh, ludic is like uh, uh, some sort music. of fun, some sort of funny ways to see things, you know. Okay. Like like uh, this one that uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna open. It's called the aerodynamic. It's like a. It's it's a pretty intense on uh, on the design. It's it's really looking like really rock and roll, but uh, all the colors they are uh, pastel. Yeah, you say past pastel? Pa pastel, yeah, pastel. Yeah, pretty, it's much pretty nicer. like yeah, pretty soft colors. So I found it like really funny to see that, and th this is like um, this is in a way like. Um, it's looked like a video game, like Double yeah. Dragon. I don't know if you know that game. I remember that from the nineties. Yes, I do. Yeah. So I, I, we did, we just did like a video uh, on Facebook. Um, me Yo, I saw and Benoit. That. that was amazing. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, we totally we just bought amazing. like a, a green screen and we we did uh, like a video with uh, we me and uh, Benoit, the the other guy uh, from Ala Derive, uh, okay. like. Uh, like beating each other's uh <laughs> kicking out yeah it was pretty funny you even did the walking backwards uh awkward thing as well the video game yeah right <laughs> Good. um that was hilarious and people please go to aladuri's facebook page to check that video because that was uh very very well done i really appreciated that um this is crazy look at that head paint that is massive i love it so this one is a pale ale with Enigma, Equinot, and Citra. Um, Aerodynamite. How do you say that in French? Aerodynamite, I guess that's what I would say. Yeah, it's, same. it's yeah. the same. Yeah, same <laughs> Okay, sometimes I say it's like It's like Aerosmith and Dynamite at the same time. Pretty yeah, intense. It's like when you're too dumb to say aerodynamic. So you say, uh, in French, it makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, and, and then... <laughs> And then we wrote the hops like they're Metallica, which is pretty cool. Yes, I do like that. I was a huge fan of Metallica. <laughs> oh, yeah, with the points at the end. Yeah, that's totally sick. I love that. Exactly. Aerodynamite. Okay, and is this a, um, was this for, this is just a, uh, the first time you did this beer? Because I haven't, I've seen the next one we're doing before and I've had that before, but this is a different one yeah. too. This is a well, so, uh, so I was telling you a bit earlier that we did, uh, like our first summer, we did, beers for um just for restaurants uh, in gatineau and we made this uh we made this one it's just an american pale ale it's just an american pale ale. it's an american pale ale <laughs> and then that was actually like out of all the uh, the the entire summer we uh, we only pumped out beers in gatineau we actually bought brought kegs over to the uh, the brewer in montreal uh okay for that one and people liked it a lot and then we just didn't really get around to brewing it again but out of all the um, out of all the hazies, uh, we kind of wanted something uh, dry and bitter, so we went for that. Okay, um, I feel like the, you guys definitely are doing something extremely uh, fantastic with the haze. Like 
the ones I had, I'm trying to think of the other one. Like the next one we had, I'm pretty sure that was the first one, but I remember like, Jesus Christ, like it was just, you guys really nailed the profile and the, the mouth feel and like just the right amount of hot burn. Cause I love that. Um, like you, you guys definitely, so it was hazy IPAs. That's something that you've been doing from the beginning. Uh, actually, no, we didn't do a single hazy IPA. Uh, um, so the funny thing is that we did our first uh, hazy IPA, and then we're gonna release it on uh, we're gonna release it at the pub on March seventeenth of last year. But then we got closed. Yeah, exactly. But then we got closed down on March sixteenth, and obviously it's a hazy IPA. So we're like, are we gonna drain a tank? And then Sammy offered us to can that beer. So basically, like, all right, cool. Well, we don't know how long this is gonna last. So we got one label done. Can we? pump out as much as we can. So we made four iterations of the boathouse. Okay. Which we'll be drinking right after that. And then and then we hit the we hit the the market for uh, distribution with cans and stuff like that. And that's when we kind of figured out, okay, well, people are really into hazy IPAs because before that we're kind of doing just for our pub whatever we wanted to do. So we're kind of uh kind of felt the, a bit more of the pressure to make the hazies but um but yeah obviously like we every once in a while everyone loves their uh their dry and bitter and hoppy beers because we're actually we're going to make a west coast ipa pretty soon nice balances it all yeah out. this is great man this has got like the aromatics are insane like the i mean obviously the hops that you use their uh uh, like big and a uh, big one, bold, tropical, fruity one. I feel like it's got a little touch yeah. of dankness and some um, like a mild bitterness. I feel like now I've actually thinking again. There's a little bit of like piney vibes in this. Am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can feel that too. Yeah, For and sure. it's like I don't know if I'd, I like I I've seen a lot of like east east meets west kind of uh, IPAs and pale ales around. I don't know if I quite. This is definitely more east, but I like this like it makes it unique, and I imagine it's probably the equinot in there bringing that kind of almost a spicy vibe to it that's giving it that little other direction. No, you're right. It actually is. But it's also the um, just using citra when you're not using like a like a hazy yeast, like a, like whatever a book Ando uses or uh, I know most breweries in the GTA use a Vermont style yeast and stuff like that. Uh, using citra with just a neutral American ale yeast will bring more of the the dankness, uh, the dank side of the the grapefruit out of the hop, I find. Grapefruit. And uh, yeah, it's like the grapefruit rind. Yeah. And uh, yeah, definitely Equinot brings a bit of the dankness out of it. But I mean, Equinot is like a small portion of the hopping. Gotcha. Uh, and then obviously, like Enigma is one of my favorite hops just because it has those raspberry, gooseberry vibes to it, yeah, yeah. which kind of, I feel like kind of, puts everything uh, together and like in between citrusy and dank kind of like that middle flavor, which is just refreshing and raspberry and gooseberry like. Yeah. Yeah, man, this is a, uh, it is great as well. There's tons of body in it that had that meringue that, you know, that meringue style head that just like looks like a cake and shit. It's, it's super. Well, that's, because... Go. Well, that's the thing too. Sorry. It's just a, like just making it uh, like an American pale ale. You, it's obviously it's a bit more effervescence than the hazy because hazies are almost well, not flat, but I mean they're definitely less carb just because mm -hmm. they want to enhance body and stuff like that. So obviously we put uh, more carbonation in that ones, and obviously all those bubbles coming out of solution, 
Uh, and then we used a lot of wheat malt, just the head stays on top, right? Mm, okay, that's the secret. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, man. It's just, it's yeah, don't tell anyone. <laughs> it's okay. Nobody, tell anyone, right? Everyone shut up. Um, no, this is yeah. great, man. I really feel like you guys have definitely got something happening uh, here. So this is, like I said, the Saison was the first non-IPA uh, I'd had from you guys. Everything else had been at least hot forward type of beers. Um, so I just really felt like, I mean, if that's all they had, that's kind of what, I didn't think that's all you did, but, you know, I figured that that's the the kind of general route because Gatineau were killing it with uh, with Hayes. It's like there's nothing shit coming out yeah. of the place. It's just insane. Um, maybe we can speak to that then. Like, what the hell is happening out there? Why are there just, it's like one after the other. There's this everyone and all you guys are all so cool. You help each other out. There's a, there's a real um, focus on local and working with other local businesses, whether it's coffee roasters for collaborations or little local restaurants or food trucks. And you know, yeah. even people like the little dry, like the, um, uh, the, uh, the beer bar and stuff like that. I just feel like I keep hearing different things. Oh, our labeler was like, Chris was telling me that they didn't have a labeler or something. They borrowed it from Bar Canada and everyone's just like working together, helping each other out. So like, yeah, did, can you speak to what what's happening and why do you think maybe there's like a renaissance of sorts in the area? Yeah, for sure. For sure, that, that's that's really something happening for sure. There's a there's a new sense of a, a community, I'll say, uh, because there's there's a new generation of brewery that uh, growing, and I'll I'll say not just brewery, but a new type of uh, entrepreneur. I'll say, um, we're we're trying to do like uh, business differently, and um, actually, actually, like um, we have to give that to uh, Buck Canada. The they brew like excellent, like wonderful uh, New England IPA. That's that's their thing, and it. And it, I think it opened a door for like um, other uh, other breweries in in the area to uh, to share ideas about about that and to go in in, in this field. Um, um, and Jean Francois was uh, was working actually. Uh, with the with Buck and at the at the beginning, he he helped uh, he helped them uh, to uh, like uh, do the first batches there and everything. So it's really it's really a community. We we help each other, and it it always come back. And uh, for the for the up beer, I I know that more a lot of really uh, the a lot of the New Englands that come uh, from Magat Snow are really popular. Um, yeah, I don't know what what's it, what's your call, uh, Jean Francois, on that. <laughs> uh, I don't know, honestly, just kind of like uh, Sebastian said, uh, when Buck Canada opened and they really tapped into that, it was actually a bunch of fun because so Buck Canada, they actually bought their brewing system from the guy I was working for before. So I helped, I give them a hand uh, uh, set up and do their first couple of brews. And then that's how I met them. Then we started making beer kind of like how they were uh, their vision of the whole brewing scene in the Gatineau area. And then uh, Dimitri, the, the brewer at uh, Saint-Gambaron, he was a, he was a waiter at Lautrey for, I don't know, like 10 years, not, maybe not 10 years, but for a long time. So basically we knew him also, I guess we all opened together and, and then get just when they started, when they opened up and, uh, like, I mean, the guy's kind enough to let us put tanks in his brewery and brew a beer, right? That's kind of actually very, very, like, that's actually that's very pretty nice. Cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. And I don't know. 
we're all we're all around the same age and it's just everything's on the same page and i don't know we, you know we, I, I don't know why we the people like the ipas we're making but i i guess they're coming out pretty good yeah that's why i think it actually like we say something in the water but literally it could be the water or something <laughs> happening up there like to, to get i don't know i just feel like they're all so fire like everyone's obviously it's the you know I wouldn't even say it's the trend of the moment. I feel like even Haze has passed, but because it's just ubiquitous, it's everywhere now. Like there's other trends yep. and stuff, but but Haze IPA is expected. And there's certain places that you know do it well. Even at somewhere I hit like here in Montreal, with um, there's a bunch of places that do it really well. Some places don't do them at all. But I I can't think. I don't think there's any breweries in the Gatineau general region that don't do it and don't do it. and like everyone who does do it, which is everybody, does it like extremely well and that's not like i'm not exaggerating like everybody does it extremely well so it's just uh it could be just a coincidence like you said there's you know, everyone kind of knows everyone and it's all i feel like it's all happened like it's like bubbling up at, at the same time and this is very cool to watch. yeah it is definitely like uh the circumstances like the timing and everything and honestly like uh uh like book i know they're not super secretive about what they do and like we chat around a lot and same with the uh, saint Baron. like dimitri's actually a microbiologist which is actually very fun i know like so last summer all the sours we did um uh dimitri actually he propagated from a petri dish all the all the lacto we needed for our for us for all of our production for the whole summer which actually very very nice right wow. and and then in return we kind of exchange on on everything so a fun thing about Saint Cambon is that every Friday they have it's called Leader Beer Friday, so they have one liter steins hung on their wall, and then they just take a, the a cheap ass uh, plastic fold up table and they put a ping pong net in the middle of it, and then we play ping pong on it, and then we'll join whenever we can, and then we just go play ping pong with them, which is awesome because it's really cool to put ping pong on a table that's not made for ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plastic folded. It's actually pretty tricky, but once you get the hang of it, and then that's when you just hang out and uh, uh, shoot the shit and actually start talking about whatever you're doing, whatever you did this week. Why did you get hops shoot out of your fucking tank and why why it happened and stuff like that and how can you prevent it and stuff like that. Yeah. That, I guess it's just a pretty open community. Yeah, man. Like that stuff is so key though. I think that's like, that's undervalued. Like that sort of like, it's not networking. You're not, it's not a business event. You're just hanging out. And that's when that real exchange right. over a few beers, that exchange of ideas, you know, um, because it's like every, it's, it's cool because there's like, it's beers is the strangest industry ever that the more you that are in the same area, the better it is for everybody, which is not like that at all with any other industry that I can think of. Cause that becomes, yeah, it, no, exactly. It's, 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 yeah, I, I, actually, uh, like, uh, like, like the 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 part of the the the, um, like, uh, like, in in the in the beer industry, like the part the part of like uh, microbrewery is so small that we're not the competition is 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 not like in in our field. You know, it's like like uh, David with uh, with Goliath. It's it's like we're all working together. To, to make things better and like the the market parts are are will all be, always be fine if you're if you're making great beer you'll always be there 
It's mm-hmm. like a, it's there. There could be like a brew pub in each corner of a, of a, a town, just re- replacing old breweries uh, like uh, with uh, with lottery uh, lottery. You say you say oh, like that? Uh, yeah, like a lotto, like a yeah lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a lottery and stuff. Like old pub where where like oh, uh, um, just uh, like a in Australia they call it a pokey machine. Like a what's it called? Yeah, poker machine. Booker machine, and that's yeah. A, you press the like button, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like an old old pub where like only men goes and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I I think I think the microbrewery like they 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 bring people together. It's in it and it's like um like brew pub. It's it's it it brings community and it brings culture to a to a like a neighborhood. So I I think like. We don't. We just have to focus to like uh, to grow all together, than like trying to compete with one another. Like I, I think that's really what's happening in a, in a, in the Utah way right now, and it's 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 going pretty well. Uh, maybe I don't know if 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 there were like uh, twenty more microbrewery, but I I think it's gonna it's gonna be fine. Like the the, the good beer would. The, the makers of good beer will always be fine. I think that's it. That's my there's opinion. also there's also like a like on the other side like beyond like a hazy beers. We all have like our little specialties. I know um, Bucket. I know they're kind of the king of the sweet stouts. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And then uh, Saint Cambon, they're like they make they make one hell of a hellas. Like they make a really they make really good lagers, which is something that's kind of more than just hazes, like they make really good lagers. Yankus will be releasing this year a bunch of uh, a beers that they've been aging for, like they can kind of pseudo lambic and stuff like that. They've been aging for a while. They're well on their way. Nice. They made a beer with a small pony they're going to release, and it's actually mm-hmm. tasting pretty good. Yeah. And uh, and then on our side, we're like the uh, the other pepper saison we're making. I know it's not the trendy stuff people want, but it's definitely what we want to make. So I feel like. Hazies, yes, we all make them, but then on we all have like decent sidelines also, right? Yeah, which is important too, because it's kind of boring if everyone's just good at haze or whatever. It's just more of an observation that it's just there's an influx of fire ass haze from from Gatineau, but it's more cooler. Fire ass haze. It's almost like uh like you say, like most of the breweries there, everyone you mentioned is kind of like like not known for that though. It's just known like, oh yeah, like if you have a New England IPA from any of you guys, everyone's like, yeah, please, I'll pay eight dollars a can. I don't care. Let's go. But mm-hmm. you all do something else really well as well. And I think there's not no no one's known for a specific style or anything. I think that's actually um, super cool as well. So it's not well, whilst you do that, it's not. Um, is it okay. Okay. Um, so Tiff is uh, telling me I gotta turn myself up a little bit. I think I'm uh, not loud enough here in the mix. Yeah, the um, I think it's cool that everyone does everything else super well, um, so that's not like oh, it's the Hayes Town. It's like no, nah, I just go there. Like like Saint Kiam is that's the only one I've been to in the region, I guess, recently. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they do everything well, so it doesn't matter what it is. So it could be a sour or a, like the pills, the crispies, or they got some really nice stouts and stuff now. So like everything is great, and I feel like that applies across the board, um, which is really cool. It's just like a, it's something that I haven't seen. I've been doing this podcast almost six years, and I don't know if I've really seen like a region, specific region, just grow like this in, in well, a short time. You know, 
because you have been doing it for six years, like over the past six years, like you've seen like for yourself, like in, let's say for a similar region than Gatineau, let's say like, like Sherbrooke, which is like a similar size city and stuff like that. Right. It kind of like grew. It made more sense over time, like a couple of breweries and a couple, but then Gatineau was like one brewery. Then five years later, another brewery. Then five years later, seven more breweries right and then people are liking the stuff we're making but it's like it doesn't make sense over the course of like two years like like um uh the the gano region was like severely like underserved in terms of breweries for many years yes and then the the the, the ones that opened up in the last uh the couple of years like people have been enjoying it and that's great and i hope the ones that keep opening up like maintain that because it, it would be fun to become like a a joint like a tourist uh like a beer destination because okay, like we beach, like they, right? they are like oh fuck I, I mean there's like 20 breweries in ottawa right like i mean and it's not that far where like like i actually if you're sitting at our like on our patio you can actually look at the u.s ambassador's house on the other side of the <laughs> river and it's ottawa like we're that close to ottawa right, right like yeah, we're like that. yeah if you want to row to ottawa it's like <laughs> 200 meters right. but if you take a if you take a car it's five minutes you know right. so it's we're, we're pretty close and i feel like all my friends like chris and them who are in gatineau compared to my friends like nate oh. from nathan does who, who writes for our blog he like he's in ottawa itself and i always felt like chris was mostly going into ottawa for years to get all the beers but now it's like almost the other way around like all the and there's yeah while there's less breweries they just sort of like you said it's sort of like it's so many in such a small amount of time and that's what i can't think of because you can say even quebec city i feel like has blown up in the last few mm -hmm. years as well but it's been like more like sherbrooke like a slower drip whereas like it was like one and then forever then one then like boom 17 or whatever you know all at once in, in, in yeah. so yeah it's just very cool and i feel like it's something that's spoken about a lot um in the beer circles and it's quite impressive and i know it's almost something that you know, we're in Montreal here. We should get everything here. People get a little like, you know, funny because we have the city and it's sometimes really hard to get all your stuff down here. Um, but it's also fortunate that Montreal is the first destination that, you know, Sebastian's kind enough to drive everyone to be down here type of thing, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. I know Bar Canada do drops every other week and Sankey do the same thing. And I know, you know, Sammy from Gallicus does the same. So it seems like everyone's like focusing on, all right, well, making sure the Montreal folks are, are getting the beer and then probably expanding from there. So it's kind of yeah. like it's just traveling and around. You know? There's a, there's a really reason why, there's a lot of reason why like Montreal is a really nice beer scene. Uh, it has been going on for like, a, like the first, the first microbrewery was in, in Montreal, like a Cheval Blanc. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Which is a really, really nice place. Like a, one of the best brew pub we have in Quebec. Um, and and I feel a really strong connection with Montreal, so um, I'm really happy to bring like the beer we make there. And also, it's like two hours away from us, yeah, so it's it's, it's and 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 we we are um, we are thinking like a bit differently and than different other breweries. Our goals our goal is not to like uh, distribute like. Uh, uh, everywhere in Quebec and and maybe like in Ontario or in the states, our goal is is just to brew great beers and like make a living out of it. That that's just our goal mainly, and have fun and maybe maybe like grow the fruits that we put in the beers and stuff mm -hmm. like that. 
we have we really like um, a simple like uh, way to see uh, to see beers, you know. Uh, and, we're very simple and people. <laughs> we're really, really simple-minded people. <laughs> I'm not necessarily simple. It's not but simple you know what, what you do. But what's actually great because honestly, like, like I told you before, like it is locked down and whatever. It has been locked down forever, but because we only have three, like three tanks, and we're pushing out our max that we can, it's still like our volume is so low that we can actually be like, well, we we won't go in a grocery store because there won't always be someone uh, uh, referring people like to get beer. So we actually we're, we're fortunate enough to be able to pick spots where they actually they have. Uh, good employees that know their stuff. Mm. Their stuff is kept cold. Like they're very like they, they take beer seriously, right? So that's great. So uh, and honestly, like in Montreal, there's a bunch of those spots, and we've been like fortunate enough to actually. Well, Sebastian has picked them out. Uh, then it's like, well, we can actually, yeah, we can distribute there because you actually have like a, a knowledgeable employee there all all the time, right? Not just saying shit about beer. So that's actually that's very important to us too, right? Is that if we're distributed beer somewhere, it'd be nice if it was represented well while we're not there, because obviously we can't be in every yeah. beer boutique like all the time, right? Yeah, definitely. That's a, and that's a really great point. Uh, we are super blessed out here with a bunch of uh, you know different beer stores. I know I grabbed the I picked these up from Virtuum. Uh, yeah, it's great around the corner. No, La Canette. I think you guys are in La Canette in Rosemont. I think no, we're not in La Canette right now. Uh, we're in uh, in Cheers. Cheers uh, we're in Bière. Yeah. Uh, Espace Houblon. We are in uh, Boisgrain in Ansic. Nice. Um, Experience Bière. I think maybe it, I think they they went to I I'm not sure but I think they went to <laughs> us and pick, pick up some beer. Uh, Ville d'Anjou. Yeah, we are in Partibière uh, in Ville d'Anjou. Okay. Yeah, and. Uh, it's 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 hard for us because we're a, we're a brew pub and like right now we're brewing we're brewing a lot of beer that we put in cans so we had a, we have a lot of different type of products but like as as soon as we we're gonna open back our pub we're gonna cut off clients and and for us it's it's really a struggle because like we don't want like clients are really important to us because it we're they we exist because of them and they exist because of us so there's a, a relationship that's starting so i it's for me it's really hard to like to go uh for the the all the the the, the different uh, boutique and stuff and uh, like say i can and i can give you some beers right now but maybe in a month or so i'll, I'll have to stop mm -hmm. so i i have to choose to like between some of the place and uh, um it's 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 really it's really a weird time because when we're gonna have like the the the, the microbrewery we're gonna open it's everything's gonna be all right we're gonna like a brew enough to uh, to to serve every uh, nice boutique in Montreal but right now it's a bit struggling to uh, to deal with that you know no man that makes sense like, you know you, you can only do so much with those three tanks that you've got um, yeah yeah. I mean, would you ever consider, say, if the demand was there, would you find a, a, a second place that you could contract room more from? Well, that's, yeah. So that's the thing is that when we first got our, um, well, when we first got the news that we couldn't actually brew on premise, like when we wanted to open and then got delayed and stuff like that, 
I was actually very happy to, that Sammy would let us put tanks in, gave me a key to his brewery and be like, he was like, cause he's that kind of guy. He's like, yeah, yeah sure. And that's actually, I'm, I found out like that I'm very fortunate because he's 10 minutes away from my house where I live and I get to brew my own stuff. And then I sell her my own stuff and then I'm packaged my own stuff. And then we distribute our own stuff. And then we actually make our own sales. Like it's like for, for a contract brewing, that's actually very nice. I'd actually be kind of scared to, to just send off a recipe and then three weeks later, get a skid of beer that it's not, it's not what I like. Right. Mm. Uh, so kind of, so yeah, we're kind of paranoid about that for now, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah. So for now, we're really happy with the situation we have, even though it's not like ideal because it's not our own spot, given where, where we are right now, it's pretty sweet. Uh, but I think we're just going to focus on what we have right now and then get our own place. Right. Cause if we start getting another place. It just takes more time out of our day. So we have less time to focus on uh, eventually getting our own spot. You know how it is, right? You just oh, get, you just get too busy that you never get to it. You never get to what you need to do, right? It's uh, the classic working in your business and not on your business type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're hundred percent right. We have the same guys. Yeah. Craig. Oh, it's time. Oh, it's empty. Yeah. It's yeah let's go. <laughs> I was, was going to say it's about the, about every half an hour. I've been like, all right, next one. Boathouse time? <laughs> yeah, boathouse yeah. time. Yeah, um, for sure. Could you have the boathouse? But I might need another glass. You can pick you can pick the glass that you think is the most appropriate. Thank you, man. Yeah, so is this a different variant than or is it the same beer? Of of number three? Mm. Oh, it's it's just called number three. Okay, my bad. My bad. Let me see which one I had before. We have four uh, different type of uh, boathouse actually yeah. with the, oh, it's yeah. it's the same uh, green bill, but uh, like different type of ups. Okay, so for oh, I had number four. Was it number three? Yeah, that was Ooh. number three. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! I'm excited. Yeah, this one is uh, this one's insane. Um, tell us about this boathouse series. I love uh, I love series where they're um, where there's you know different hot bills for IPAs and they're uh, they're in that with the same sort of. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you. Hell so yes. that's what I was uh, that's what I was telling you a bit earlier. Is like uh, the first New England IPA we wanted to release at our pub was the day before like we got shut down, right? So we ended up. Uh... Is it good? Yeah. Sorry, I'm so trying to figure out the photography side because <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> when we promote this, we put photos either side and stuff. So ah, there you go. Awesome. Got to make sure we get the uh, the content, boys. Can't be letting you down. Oh, this is a <laughs> full beer. I have that is a full beer. You have yeah, I know. Let us down. Our con, our contract, uh, the canning, the contract canners we use are, we make sure that we get it, they get them full for sure. <laughs> but yes, yeah, uh, the series is like I told you, like uh, the first New England IPA we were gonna keg, and then the day before we got shut down by the government, so we canned it. But then we didn't know how long we we're gonna be in this, so we made four different uh, versions. Versions of it. Nice. Yeah, that's the third. And then we just. We made one, two, three, four. Then we made one, two, three, four again. And now this is one, two, three again. We don't know if we're going to make a five. But so far we have four. Okay. Um, I love that. I like one of my favorite things in, uh, is when series are like that as far as um, 
it's a, a variant of the series, but then you come back and keep making them again. Kind of like, I guess, Bar Canada's Hyper was one of the first I'd seen that did that, where they keep coming yeah. around to it. And it's more like, oh, I really like number three. And it's going to be six months before they make it again. Like, oh, I can't wait for three. And they're like, oh, but number two's out, number four's out. Like, it's, I, I like that concept because it sort of allows you to be, um, to, to avoid the, the, the burnout that happens with breweries when you have to make oh, it's every Friday I got to drop a new beer and it's all this pressure and ridiculousness, but um, people get, you get the variety, but also you get to tweak a recipe. So it's you're working on it over time and it gets to be this, you know, not this rushed beer that's barely different to the last beer type of thing, which tends to happen with this stuff. You know what? You're hundred percent right on that, but that like, I feel like that, whatever you're saying, like appeals to the, the market of consumers, which is basically us, which is like craft beer consumers. Right. Cause I remember like uh, my, my dad is like, he likes uh, Buck Canada a lot. He knows the guys a bit. And I remember one time he's like, you know what? I didn't buy number two. Cause there was number seven. I just thought number two was older. <laughs> Like on oh, the show. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he was hilarious. But obviously, my dad's not a beer geek, so I thought that's that was pretty funny. That's like that's kind of like cute, actually. So actually, you know what? Like, uh, but yeah, they're about to expand. Like, if they go across province and then they, 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 they have enough volume to supply one, two, three, four, five, whatever. I guess people get used to it, but I just thought that was a funny thing when my dad told me, like, yeah, I think that'd be resolved. It was number two, <laughs> and then there was number seven right next to it. That's so even though they even though they were packages like five days apart but or whatever. I feel like that I never thought of that, but that's like something there should be some consumer knowledge about. Like that means that there's some awareness that needs to happen. I mean, craft beer, nerds, well, like you said, but you know, it is, it is. But I mean, yeah, like we're we're extreme craft beer nerds. Like at one yeah. point, too, right? <laughs> we're, we're a little uh, we're a little psycho about all this. Stuff. Yeah, my dad's just that guy that like. Right, I'm sure he's pretty stoked that uh, is, is all your family's pretty stoked that uh, you guys are just making firehouse beer and now they get to. Yeah, they're supporting drink. us a lot. In fact, none of them were New England IPA drinkers, but they all like it, so that's nice. <laughs> actually, most of our family they don't know that we brew like uh, like I'll say famous beer or known beer or like or people like beers that people want to drink in different places in in Quebec. That's 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 the part that's really funny. Like they are just proud of us because we have a brewery, <laughs> right? So they don't even really know the value of yeah. what you're doing just yet. No, just for certain. Not just yet. Not just yet. They'll get there once as they get nerdier over time. Yo, this is exactly. I think I'm pretty sure this was the first one I cracked. I was like, "What is happening here?" With no, ex it's just really funny when like you get. I'm really a big fan of the like this milkier haze. Um, yep. at, at this ABV, this is 6.8. So this is around my money zone, like between six and seven is my favorite sort of thing because you can drink a few of them. You don't get too mashed up. They got plenty of flavor. This has the body, uh, like the chalkiness, which I really love. It's got like a touch of hot burn, but it's not over the top because sometimes, you know, the hot burn beers are the ones that like, mm -hmm. you, know, you know what it's like sometimes. I don't like hot burn, man. I don't like, like it? it at all. No? no, I know some of them, uh, that we release have them, but I was telling you, like the three tanks, we on a short time frame, we do what we can. But no, this is this is this is money zone, bro. This is this is fantastic. I feel like it's got like a touch in the back end. I feel like it's like just enough to like you know. I don't. There's a bit. I did. There's definitely a bit. Yeah. This is like the, the just where it needs to be. Super smooth. What is it? Citrus Simcoe with Zaka. So I mean, like that's a great uh, great hot build as well. Um, it is a good combo for sure. Are all the other ones three different. 
how, so how, how is that? Uh, how yeah, we go by sets of three for sure. And I know Sebastian said that they're all the same malt bill. We like ever so slightly vary it in every, but like it's very closely like uh, pretty much the same, but they're a bit different. But the hop bills, yeah, it's always three different always hops. Three. Um, yeah. What what fruits am I getting in this one? This is always a bit of uh, I can pick some. Is there like stone fruit or something happening? Yeah, it is. The, the Simcoe is stone fruity in this mm. one for sure, for sure. Mm. And then I found like the citron. That one's a bit more on the mango side. Yeah, I can get and that. then the Zac is more on the on like the I don't want to say Jolly Rancher side of it, but like a like a almost like. Uh, artificial flavor type of thing you mean yeah like yeah like a like a sweet candy mm. yeah i can get that but there's definitely yeah. no bitterness then, at all like it's straight yeah well there's a it's there's a big it's very malty for sure mm. oh man i love this shit this is exactly what i'm saying i haven't drank many ipas for weeks it's been uh it's been uh, a quiet january which is great i've been able to kind of like attack the fridge and start to knock it down and usually that yeah. means there's no, uh, not many IPAs because that's a problem with beer drinkers. As you know, any anyone who gets these in the fridge, these always get the priorities, and that's why we all have cellars because we get other things. And you're like, I'll put it in the cupboard for a bit, and then all of a sudden you've got 150 bottles, and you don't know what you're doing. So it's uh, I haven't had, you know, you get a little bit um, hazed out sometimes. It's well, you do, man. I was like, it's it's nice to have it, but. Like, I mean, when you have it all the time, you kind of get bored, right? Right. It's like, I, I mean, like, I love fried chicken. I, that doesn't mean I'd eat it every day, man. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I have not I, had Actually, it. I, should, I probably shouldn't. No, I, I would absolutely. I We just had, like, ramen and a Japanese fried chicken. Oh, shit, I'll eat that every day. I'll sit as well. And yeah. I would have, I, I would having this way too much. And uh, I haven't had anything much this month. And I'm appreciating this in a way I haven't in some time. So it's actually really, really nice. This is great. Right, cool, man. Thanks. Um, I That's love appreciated it. for sure. No, this is this is super fire. I, I knew it was beforehand. So this is. Are you going to expand on the series? Are you going to like move it up? You know, five, six, seven, or something? So far, we don't know, man. I don't know so far, <laughs> but uh, we don't know yet. But, but um, maybe. Yeah. I mean, we just signed up a, a good contract for Strata Hops. We need to use that up. So. There I don't know. Go. There you go. Yeah. It's already there. But, yeah. But then you kind of want to hoard it because it's so rare. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, just be, we'll just be releasing a bunch of them at the end of this year. Yeah. We also got a, we got a, a double APA in uh, for our first anniversary with uh, Necaron hops, which is uh, really, really hard to get. But I was happy to get it. I, I wouldn't mean? say I was. Was that the entrevue? Entrevue, yeah. I had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you did a one-minute uh, review on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I down. Yes, thank you for that one. I think yeah. that was from uh, PI. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, so that one was actually a, a Citrus Strata and Nectaron. Uh, okay. I never heard of that hop. I remember saying that's right. I was like, I heard of this fucking hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so me going to school in, um, in Niagara College, obviously everyone I went to school with was – from Ontario and are working in the GTA and some of my best friends are still working there and I was talking to them and um, I know you got him on the podcast uh, uh, the British guy Ben from Nickelbrook oh yeah Ben Griffiths he's a champion great guy yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was telling him about that hop and he was that he found a source in uh, North America so then we both bought it 
And then we both brewed a beer with Necron at the same time, and then we exchanged it. Nice. That was kind of the whatever we wanted to, what I wanted to do personally. I wanted to really try that hop out. That was a bunch of fun if I can ever get my hands on it again. Uh, but it, have to, it would have to be like uh, steady or reliable to, to make it again, right? Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just make a one-off. We'll just make a one-off out of it, right? But uh, yeah, ne- Necron was a bunch of fun. Uh, we don't know yet. We don't know like for hop combos and what we're gonna make, but it would be fun to probably release a five, a number five, sometime. Well, I feel like if yeah. you if you're doing that and you're doing, it, I didn't actually realize you guys were doing it in that sort of you know repeatable fashion, which, like I said, I'm a huge fan of. I think yeah. that's cool. At least it gives you the option of doing. You've got four beers, none of them. Obviously, it's not boring, and like I've only had two of them, so now I'm like extra keen to try one and two. But you know, like at least you know you guys can go to infinity with that. Um, speaking of the of that connection, though, have you guys considered one of the things that like my girlfriend's from Toronto? I lived there first. My brother's still in Toronto. Prior to the pandemic, we were there once a month. That's why a lot of our podcasts earlier on were focused mostly on Ontario because language, of course, but that's where my connections were. And then over the yeah. last probably three years, we've really focused really strongly on Quebec. Um, and which has been a blessing. It's fantastic. I've discovered so much here. But because I have that kind, you know, I'm not from Canada, period, and I'm lived between the two, I've always wanted to see that cross-border collaboration. So being that you guys have those contacts in um, in Ontario, have you guys looked at doing any Ontario collaborations, whether it's, you know, them coming to you, I mean, even if it's virtually because of the situation and vice versa? Um. Uh, I think I'd want to wait until we get our own spot, and then probably I, f- I fucking hope the pandemic will be over. <laughs> but uh, I think on I don't know. We haven't talked about it yet, but definitely like uh, yeah, most of my friends are in the GTA, and they they work at really fun breweries too. And obviously, I worked in uh, Eastern Ontario for five years, so I know I know more Ottawa and Ontario breweries. And now that I'm brewing Quebec, like outside of my little uh network of gano brewers i don't know anyone in the province at all i don't know anyone in the province at all in quebec like well no not really man like not i don't know like whatever whenever i need help i will i'll ask my friend at indl house in toronto like (laughs) i I won't ask anyone in quebec right like i like when i need help on something not souring whatever i'll ask i'll ask him or them right I won't really ask. Uh, I don't really know a lot of people in the Quebec scene. That's because okay. I've never really worked in Quebec until we started up at Adérive. And we were lucky enough to have a bunch of fun brewers starting up in Gatineau. So I've been hanging out around with them just because, you know, it's a 10-minute drive. <laughs> but uh, other than that, like your past contacts. And it's, I mean, the, the relations, like the, the way it's going on right now, you can't really make new contacts, right? You're, st- you're stuck at home. You're so right. It's, it's really not. I yeah. mean, unless it's sort of like you're plugged in with somebody else, someone connects yeah. you, or you just do it. Well, if you're at a beer festival, you just chat with a brewer from Quebec City or whatever. It's fun. I won't go hassle him on uh, on Messenger like, hey, man. Hey, what's going on? You want to Zoom? Zoom tonight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> want to get, get to know me? That sounds kind of creepy. I like, I like the is. creepiness of that. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about it? That's probably the worst part of all of this stuff is, is that lack of, um, you know, potential, you know, accidental meetings and stuff, which is, you know, part of the fun of, of beer. Yeah, we were, I think we were really like excited for festival season and stuff like that. We think festivals are fun 
fun way to get known, fun way to network and stuff like that. And that didn't happen. Or even like the like conferences, whether it be the AMBQ or something. Exactly. Right. Those are always fun, but we didn't even get to, to go to that. Yeah, it really sucks. I mean, I'm just trying to think yeah. about how it's almost like, like you see a few friends of, of mine, like other beer media people who like, we just talk to people. So we happen to know a bunch of people. Um, mm-hmm. Like I know Sankiem hit up my friend Noah to get touched with Third Move in, um, you know, in Ontario, Milton, Ontario there. And he just connected yeah. them like that. Now they're doing a collab because they both got in that uh, top new breweries and the rape beer thing. Because I guess you guys just missed out because you were the year before. Um, no, you know what? You're, I would have loved to, because I know they posted that. I would have loved to make a Photoshop where we put ourselves just above them on the Raid Beer thing. <laughs> you should have done that to Jacob. It'd be like, yeah, huh. There you go, guys. There you go, guys. <laughs> no, it's, great. it's really good. I could, that's an honorable mention for sure, man. That, that's really cool for them. But yeah, definitely. I kind of want to Photoshop a, a picture and then <laughs> staple it on their brewery. You should have just like, leave it there with a dot yeah, or something. Man. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, but I feel like, yeah, there's not like a ton of other ways to connect with people. I say, hey, I'm no, not, I've no wanted way. to, you know, I've. It's not weird. That's the funny thing. I guess it's not strange if you admire a brewery and you're like, I want to talk to them. I think we could do something, as long as they're kind of cool and open to it. I feel like most breweries are, and but I guess the easiest way is via like a middle person to plug in and whatever, whatever. But yeah, it's the unfortunate side because I really feel like the collaborations are the way to sort of like. To grow it and i was saying to um to somebody recently that because of the pandemic before we're really fortunate here in montreal and i got you guys aren't too far away but i know about you guys but we would go to vermont every other month typically and we'd zip over we'd go there for the weekend we've got friends there we get to the breweries blah 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 and then come back so i was like traveling a lot before all of this and um always doing that now to get those beers across the border is annoying, expensive. Potentially, you're just going to get it caught at customs, and you're not going. To, if you try to do the the trade or whatever, now though, I think there's more interest in that interprovincial thing because for the folks in Ontario who don't get to leave home, and for the folks here in Quebec, like what's the mo- next most exciting thing is across that border. So mm-hmm. not you know you guys are like right next to Ottawa, but I'm talking like the Toronto to Montreal ish. You know, a bit further, so I feel like. No, but even then, like I mean, if you want to get Burdock and Gatineau, you can't go to LCBO, right? Exactly. Still need a, there you go. to have an exchange or whatever, right? Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So to trade it or something, or maybe Dominion does that. Friends of Dominion City, and they bring out some stuff. They usually bring out Godspeed. Yes. They just did Rorschach, who are great dudes as well, like stuff like that. So I feel like there's more interest in stuff from elsewhere, and therefore there's it's almost no better time than now to to you know get that brand recognition across the border one way to do that is via those even if it has to be virtual which sucks um obviously because you would rather be in each other's breweries and actually yeah. doing the work but i think that's a, a super cool way to, to sort of grow those brands in the meantime but uh, yeah it can't really be inauthentic it's got to be uh it's got to be something that uh, you may have already known them or whatever otherwise it's a little but I, honestly i don't see i just think we're gonna wait like last summer we're gonna do funk, funk fest by sada city oh, in uh, gravenhurst yeah yeah that didn't happen but that would have been like a great opportunity to meet them all yeah do you know exactly sam? do you know sam and the guys there? yeah yeah when i was like uh when i was at, at a sada, we did uh because no when sam i was, was at, a teacher uh, I, 
at the college. Oh, not when I was there, no. Right, right, right. Yeah, not when I was at college, but uh, he's a. We did a home and home collab when I was at Castle, and it was a bunch of fun. We went there and don't remember much. Of course, (laughs) they're hectic dudes. Uh, Yeah, there was a. It was a really good time, and I know their fun fest is a is a bunch of fun. Yeah, is a. And yeah, so we're supposed to do that. That didn't happen, but I feel like it's those kind of events that really get you uh, meeting and chatting, right? Because uh, outside of that, I mean, we do have our own networks, but it's really hard to expand when you're a viewer because even in pandemic times, you're just every day you're trying to reinvent yourself to keep your business alive. You don't really have time to go down the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or go, go somewhere else to meet new people, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's in such an inter- interesting conundrum deal with in this time like it's uh you know it's a bit of a, a shame but at the same token you know i guess it allows you guys to focus on that home market now that you know, the home being for sure which is down. exactly exactly you know you, uh, by the way you know we know you know when you use that word a conundrum we didn't get it no <laughs> no what was that <laughs> oh it's like a uh like a a weird situation that conundrum is like oh, a, okay, okay. a problem Sorry, that I was always, too hard for us. That's too, too, too anglophone. My bad, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, just some sort of thing. Like, what do you do here? Like, how do you figure it out type of shit? But at least, though, like, you know, if you guys don't even know that many people in Montreal, that means there's just as many, there's just as much value to be collaborating between Gatineau and Montreal. Well, uh, so. Sebastian knows a bunch of people, right? Because he worked at uh, Bois for oh, of course. Yeah, you six know or seven years. Yeah. So, so, yeah, like so uh, we we did. We already made a like before we, before we started up. We already made a beer with uh, Il de Gal. Oh hell yeah! Nice. What'd you do? And uh, uh, I we made a we made a um, uh, with Agosier. Agosier. Oh, Bread saison. Okay. Nice. That's great. So that was kind of fucked up, but uh, it was actually pretty good. And then. But we're in the talks about making another beer, and I'll leave Sebastian to tell you that because I gotta go pee right now. Yeah, go go. go. <laughs> yes, uh, actually, for like a, for like a collaboration, we're 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 really into it. Uh, like, um, we're thinking about a collaboration in a in a different ways, like uh, not just uh, between two brewery. Like we did um, a collaboration with um, with boutique like a, a beer a beer store and stuff mm, like that okay um and we did like a collaboration with a a, a bar a, a really nice bar in uh, in Gatineau that they uh, they have like really nice shows so we're really trying to bring like the beer community in um in a in a cultural uh, possible ways you know like do co- collaboration with breweries but not just with breweries to bring like the beer community with like other communities with art and stuff like that. And, um, as, as you said, like, um, I think it would be interesting to, uh, to, um, to do more things with like Ontario and like the rest of Canada. I think that's, uh, it's, it's not a shame, but like, uh, um, the Quebec scene is like, um, is, is working on their own and and i think there's like a there's like a, a frontier like it's like a, there's like a, a border a border like this there's like a border like a, like the the cultural 
things and like language and everything. But in in a way, I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of really interesting brewery in Ontario and now in like um, in the in the East Coast. And I think it would be really interesting to to do things with uh, all those breweries and uh, um, to to maybe brew collaboration with like breweries that they have the same values as us. Like maybe like brew with like local ingredients stuff like that it would be nice. And it, like collaboration, I think it's it's like a um, a fun way to exchange idea and uh, try something else, you know. Definitely, it's bring it brings people together and uh, like it's it's a fun time. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and uh, it does seem like even Quebec itself is segmented. Not even just between Ontario and Quebec, like maybe the Quebec cities scene kind of does their thing, and the Sherbrooke and Magog type of area does their thing, and like out here montreal does their thing whatever so it's like it's everyone's trying to survive right now i guess right so everyone's just like you guys were saying like head down working as opposed to thinking about like all right who can i collaborate with like it's not yeah for sure as much of a thought but i was just you know what i can't wait wait for is um you've been to chambly right what i've been to the festival but yeah not the area yeah, yeah, to the festival, yeah. I can't wait for the next one. I can't even imagine how it'll be. Like, let's say it's, like, full-out open with uh, no restrictions and everything. I can't even imagine, like, how the, the beers will be different, right? It'll be very different because, like, I guess there's been lack of contact, so everyone's just doing their thing. But everything's evolved a bunch. Oh, um, one thing I, I couldn't agree more. I've always been very critical of Quebec. I've lived here for eight years now. And I always felt that, like, I have I was never, like I was saying, you're not into the saisons. Like, Quebec was always known for farmhouse, like, really incredible farmhouse, like, you know, the big barrel-aged stouts, which I, I do really like, um, and things like that. But I felt like Quebec was really, really lacking in in haze, in the crispy, like, in all the lagers and pilsners, um, in the trendy stuff, like the smoothie sours and things like that. And I always felt like everywhere else was doing it better. And I would say in the last... 18 months to two years, Quebec is just, is by far the best in Canada, hands down. I'm super proud of what Quebec's been able to That's do. That's because you can't travel anywhere else. <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I did say it at the beginning of last year, right beforehand. But you're I'm, right, right. yes, but you are correct. I'm not traveling anymore. Look, look nothing's, I would say overall in Canada, I'm talking Canada. Um, yeah. And we went to Ontario for Christmas. We did it COVID safe. My mother-in-law is uh, lives alone, so we were allowed to go and visit her. We didn't see any friends. Visited a couple breweries real quick because they're, they they closed too, but just because they were friends and just picked up stuff, whatever. But um, they, like Ontario is doing, always been, I always thought we were ahead of Quebec, but now like Ontario are not doing smoothie sours, for example, like Quebec were. We started it here. Um, you know, all of a sudden now the haze is world class. Like we've already got the saisons and the barrel aid stuff. You know, there's a bunch of great breweries doing the pastry stouts, amazing. Now there's a bunch of breweries doing the the lagers and pilsners incredibly well, like insanely well. So I really feel like it's it's leading Canada, but it happened really quick because I felt like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it, it was like always there was always great stuff here. It just wasn't really to my taste. So I was always just getting beer from everywhere else. And then in the last couple of years, like obviously during the pandemic, well, because I have such strong Ontario contacts, I still have access to a lot of Ontario beer. But just here, I don't, I'm just really happy, I'm really proud of Quebec. I'm really happy with what everybody's mm-hmm. doing. 
And I think it's just, yeah. uh, uh, it's like, it's like it's come of age. And like the, like you guys were saying, it's a bunch of new breweries in Gatineau, all about your age. Everyone's just doing their shit and just making fire beer. It doesn't really matter. No pretentious nonsense. Just, is it good? Cool. Doesn't matter what it is now. Nah. Is the Saison, is it crispy, is it stout, is it IPA, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just going to be great. And I think that's no, for sure. I mean, I know. I, I was just, I was actually just kidding, but no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I, I, I do remember <laughs> that when, uh, when I was in school, uh, I told you Ben from uh, Nickelbrook, he was actually my roommate while we were in school because no I went to school with him. Yo, yeah, Nick- he mentioned you <laughs> on the podcast. I swear we talked about it. I mean, I watched that. He didn't okay. even remember the name of my brewery. What a wow. dick. <laughs> I know. He's pathetic. Wow. I like him. I like him a lot though, but we lived together and, uh, but at that time, he was working a I don't know some seller uh, uh, like evening shift job at uh, at um, Collective Arts in Hamilton, and he just bring home all the low fills. Right. So and then like, we'd wow. be like, "Wow!" Like ransack the universe. That's that blew my mind. That's where, that's where it's at, right? And exactly. And then when we and then when I came back home from uh, from school, I was like, oh. everything in Ottawa was like milds and bitters, and then everything. And the Quebec side is, is Belgian stuff like that. And then uh, Book Canada popped up and I was, I was really happy for Gatineau for that. Yes. That really, yeah. And, and then everything's been moving. I don't, I'm definitely going to say Book Canada changed everything, but I feel like a lot yeah, of people well, started, no, but a lot of people started just finding stuff out an hour south of the border, which is Vermont, and being came, coming back up and asking for brews like, can you make this awesome stuff that uh, foam does and stuff like that? And then that's where it's really popped. Like we're heavily influenced by just the fact that we're an hour north of Vermont and stuff like that. Right. And uh, not very far from New York state. And there's a lot of of sours and sweets stouts coming out of uh, definitely like, definitely like New York. Yeah. Like the city and and, Rochester. Rochester Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely like, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely the, um, what's it called? The the there's a brewer that makes like Mortalis. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't thinking of them. Is other, um other half fifth frame. Other half they have their fucking pastry to stout. Oh like yeah, that's it. that's it's awesome. all about sweet pastry town. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but uh, whatever. I mean, all those styles. Like, I mean, they 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 kind of migrate up, right? And then yeah. you just catch up on the vibe for sure. But uh, no, no, like it's it's moved really, really quick, and it's you have to stay in the game, and that's where we're kind of like mitigated because uh, we see all those stuff evolving like really, really quick, and uh, right now we kind of want to be a part of them. But the next beer we're gonna try, which we should, we should probably get into, like yeah, yeah we did a pastry stout. I'm excited. But we we had we we added uh, uh, raspberries from Quebec because it's important for us, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. So it's local, local, local raspberries added to a pastry stout, and we're trying to make the best out of everything. And it's it's kind of hard trying to break into the, um, like like our lilac uh, flower saison. Like I really like it. It's definitely not as hypey and ten and trendy as uh, a New England IPA. So it's, we're kind of working on our business model to maybe go into like a folder aging and. Mixed fermentation, making our own cult, uh, like our own, like a uh, yeast and wild yeast culture, and then making our own kind of like brand, you know. Nice. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna work into that. Feel like that's where we, we want to go because, like, like in the works right now, we have a 
we want to make a goes with uh, sumac, which is would be a lot of fun. What's sumac again? Sumac is the thing you see. The thing you see on the side of the highways all the time. It's like a a big shrub that grows, and it has like a red, uh, velvety kind of pom pom thing growing on top of it. Okay. It's yeah. it's it's you can make like a lemonade out of it. It's very. It has a lot of like citric acid in it, which is very interesting. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that's what we're looking at. I know Dominion City made uh, an IPA with it uh, when they made a bunch of beers. Uh, fuck, I can't, I can't remember with who. Kind of sounds familiar, actually. Yeah, I definitely. I've no, I've absolutely heard of that, that stuff. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Let me grab the. Um, I'm gonna go because I need a piss as well. So tell us about the pastry. Just while I'm grab, will be like 30 seconds. But yeah, tell us about the pastry stout and the. Um, you know, obviously this is this is great because now you know this is the the biggest um, snapshot of what you guys do because we went from a saison to a pale ale to now. Haze and then and then the pastry stout. Um, exactly. tell, us, tell us about this one. What's what's in it? How it came about and stuff like that. I'll be back in just a second. We want you to listen to that though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Talk about something that, that is least important. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just go dead silent for thirty seconds. Okay. We'll just count. We'll count <laughs> just all count. The time. Just count the whole way. I trust you. Guys. I trust you. One. Two. One. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Imagine-tu? Ce serait malade, man. Un, neuf, onze. <rire> ouais, quand il revient, on devrait dire 202, 204. 205. Exactement. T'as-tu compris du jeu, mon gars? Ouais. Puis, l'anglais, t'en sais pas pire? T'en sais pas pire. Ouais. Ouais, ben là, c'est pas, le, pas, euh, pas la, la langue dans laquelle je suis habitué d'être de, 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 expressif. Absolument, je suis expressif, puis je prends de la place, ouais. puis comme j'y ouais. vais, ouais. Puis comme je raconte, je raconte des histoires, mais là, c'est pas mon monde. Mais comme, c est, c est, puis aussi, le, le, toute l'idée du Zoom, c'est une, une autre histoire pour moi, dans le fond, là. C'est comme, tu sais, comme c'est quand que c'est à toi de parler ou de quoi de même, puis en anglais, c'est encore plus compliqué, là. C'est vrai. Ben, d'où tu fais tellement longtemps que le vendredi soir, j'ai pas bu de la bière avec du monde, là. Moi, je suis fucking content. Ah ouais, ben ouais, man, mais tant mieux, est-ce que tu sais. Ouais. En plus, mais en plus, on est en live On est en live en ce moment sur sa page, en, en train de parler en français. Ben, <rire> Je ne suis pas sûr, mais je pense peut-être. En tout cas, s'il y a du monde qui nous écoute en ce moment, on vous dit bonjour, puis on serait ouais. bien content de vous avoir notre pub. <rire> Sébastien est meilleur en français qu'en anglais, c'est certain. <rire> oh, did you behave yourselves? One, yeah, two, three, actually, actually, 105. Now, so, sorry. I was thinking, like, yeah, are we are we live right now? Yeah, or? yeah, live. Oh, yeah, we were talking in French That's the whole time. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, we were speaking in French and like about like uh, how it was like different for me, uh, like to to um, to explain everything in English because like normally I'm I'm the kind of guy who was really uh, taking place and like uh, loud. Um, I'm loud <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm uh, describing a lot of different stuff and stories and I really into it and right now i'm i'm more like into a listening uh, 
way of uh, of it, you know. Right. But uh, it, it it's all right. I apologize. <laughs> I know I know it's like a challenge, and I really always appreciate it when uh, you know, as we've been interviewing more and more folks from Quebec. Obviously, English is the most people's first language, so I really appreciate it when anybody is like, I can't do what you're doing. I can't speak French like that. Like my French is pretty damn bad. I'm like drunk in an Uber at, back when you could <laughs> at 2 a.m. type of French. Oh, my camera just yeah. Out. Let me swap that. Um, it sounds great. Yeah, so like that's as good as my French gets. So I always appreciate it. And I know our audience is like super cool. Like I think people just want to hear about the beers and everybody loves Quebec. It's all about Quebec right now. So. I really feel like uh, it's okay. Don't even sweat it. But yes, yeah. you're, you're, they, our friend, when we first moved here, funny story, my girlfriend and I took an intensive French at McGill because it's just to keep me in the country. And so I got a student uh, visa. And um, the teachers always told us that when you speak another language, you actually have another personality just in that language. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you actually like pick that up. And that's basically what you're describing there like in your native tongue you're like yeah 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 tell me all this stuff and then in english maybe you're a little more reserved and a little more chill because that's yeah. just the way it is i think it's that's fascinating to me yeah for sure it, it, it is actually and i i and i find it uh, all right i i mean uh i'm looking i'm really looking forward to to like to hear from other people and other like um like uh, cultural like uh, people in the in the in the communities in the beer communities so it's it has to be like in different type of language and I'm, and i'm looking forward for that like for sure yeah i love it it's beautiful so, so are we are we going in the in the big one i'm not scared boys <laughs> i am not so afraid this there's a there's a, a story there behind this this one yes, actually please. um a part of uh, a, a la dérive, um, we're, we're really uh, basing all our beers on stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to um, to uh, to tell stories to people, not just to 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 brew beers. You know, we have to uh, to bring meanings to uh, some things. So this one is like it's called a uh, Begon, and Begon, it's uh, they are uh, they were like. Um, n- uh, night <laughs> not night but uh, like a fisherman that they were fishing at night on the okay. side of the, the river of uh, Getsno. okay so nice. i did i did the this this branding this is a fisherman in his uh, in his boat uh, like uh, fishing at night um and this one is uh, in a pink uh, silverish uh, um like uh, a label and um really interesting type of beer i really do like this one because um it's a sweet style but the 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 raspberry in it it brings like um a balance to the this type of beer because normally a sweet stout it's 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 just on the sweet side it's not balanced at all and on in the in this one i think the raspberry really does it like okay it's something else So from what I'm reading on the back here as well, I was trying to look at it when I picked it up the other day. So it's got uh, Quebec raspberries, grilled cacao, I guess that's like grilled cacao nibs, and Fleur de Melillo Blanc. What's that about? Yeah, this is is a a white sweet clover. Sweet clover. Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay. Is so it's it a flower? It's like a, it's a type of flower. It's called the villain of, uh, of the north. Um, honestly, you should see them popping up in beers uh, more frequently in the next year or two years or so. Okay. So it's actually, it has like a more type of like um, almond paste flavor to it. Uh, a bit more, mm. a bit of a hate character to it if you overdose it. But okay. it can be very vanilla and I, and I actually feel like it can really complement those uh, cocoa chocolate vibes and uh, the raspberry to it. So that's why we decided to, instead of do like a vanilla from, I don't know, from Madagascar and stuff like that, even like we already know that the cocoa nibs aren't from Quebec, obviously. Right, right. But we decided to at least incorporate uh, raspberries from Quebec and then skip the vanilla and go with the white sweet clover instead okay white yeah. sweet clover so is that like another foraged uh thing yeah it's a flower so actually we get an essence form from a company in near Montreble. so they actually harvest it with fucking like, um, tweezers and then they Jeez. they infuse it in a uh, a neutral grain alcohol and then we use it we doze it like that in our beers that's amazing that's so serious yeah. cheers guys Cheers, Cheers. Ooh. Wow, those raspberries are huge, eh? Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's a fun dessert. I yeah. really like this. Wow. Uh, as I said, like, like, I, I, I like sweet style, but it's, it's like a type of beer that you, you share a bottle with, with other people because it, the, the, sugar, the sugar is, is too strong. But, but in this one, like the... The raspberry really bring a, like balance with the the acidity and yes. I re, I think I think I can drink the old bottle. I it would be maybe art uh, like uh, the next day. In five minutes. Uh, in five, in five minutes. minutes or, Easily. Yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> we won't vomit at all. Look, this is um. <laughs> I feel like it's got like a body. It's not like over like a. Would you call it a pastry stout or not really? Because I feel like it's not that thick, which is like kind of. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to categorize it. We just call it a sweet stout. Sweet stout. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but to my I know like pastry stout needs excessive like cake sweetness yeah. exactly right and excessive everything. Uh, it's like a it's like an imperial stout that's uh, that that's on the sweet side for imperial like because imperial stouts you know like like russian imperial stout and stuff like that they can be hard on the roasty hard on the bitterness and that's not what we're going for yeah. we wanted like a big dessert but that had raspberry cut through the sweetness yeah <sighs> what do you call it i don't know what to call it we I, just I, we call it a sweet stout yeah I think that's fair because I guess a pastry would need some sort of actual dessert type of shit in there. But this isn't like even when you're pouring it, you can see through it a bit. So the whilst this you can't see through when you're pouring it, you can. And usually with a, a pastry stout, it's like syrup. So this is not yep. syrupy, but it's a ton of body and it works really well because if this was any more thicker, it'd be probably a little too much. So it's like a mm -hmm. nice sort of balance between the... Uh, the body of it and then having that sort of uh, volume of raspberries. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like at the sure. very top. Well, in this glass, it's yeah. kind of small. No, no, definitely, definitely. For sure. Only at the very top of your glass, I can see through this. I can't see through anything yeah. whatsoever. No, it definitely isn't. Um, it's not like an oil change for sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. 
Um, look, which they they have their place. Those stouts, I you know, I do enjoy them, but they have like, I think even like that type of stout. To be honest, that'd be this would be too much for me. But this, whatever whatever you've done, this is I'm like if I brought, if I wasn't drinking anything else, I could drink this whole bottle by myself. Worst case, you chuck a stopper in it, drink it tomorrow, bam bam, everybody wins. Um, yeah, this is really good. So the cold, so we're going after the sorry. Yeah, no, go on. We're going about the, the the Black Forest cake, and then we're yeah. kind of uh, arguing a bit about is Black Forest cake uh, cherries or raspberries? <laughs> I thought it was turns out it's cherry. It is turns out actually, yeah. But no, no, turns out it's both actually. It's it's both. It's both. <laughs> yeah, it is both. Most of the time, so, it is cherry. Yeah. So uh, next week, whatever we are right now, 29th, Next week, I'm brewing the the uh, we're brewing a version with cherries instead. Ah, okay. Like a, a wild cherry from Quebec. Like a, it's not sweet cherry. It's a, like I'm not a, from Quebec. It's from uh, southern Ontario. Is it the most? Okay, sorry. The, the, mo- the most local local we could get is uh is sour cherries from uh, uh southern Ontario. Okay. Yeah, yeah but the, the this is like sour cherries. It's it's really it's it's gonna be on the side of the like the raspberry, but a bit a bit different. I, I'll think like it. Um. I'm really looking forward for that. I really love like uh, like sour cherries in in beers. It's I think it's is the 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 most interesting fruit. Uh, like, uh, one of the most interesting fruit in the beers. Yeah. Like in Belgium, uh, they they use a lot of that. It's mm. a good point. Is it like yeah. the, the Montmorency cherries? Is that is that the the one that? Nah, man. So that's exactly what we're trying to get right now. Like okay. I, we're working hard on suppliers because um, sour cherries is a bunch of varieties, but the Montmorency variety has like um has like a cinnamon snap to it, which is actually very nice. And I actually got that contact through uh, Sean at uh, Small Pony. I know you had him on his on your podcast yes. not too long ago. Yeah, Sean's a G. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, tr- trying to buy uh, chairs from his contact, which is in Southern Ontario, which is, I couldn't really find any, uh, in Quebec that have like, um, how can I say it? Like, um, like commercial loads of, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> like, you know, like enough volume for us. And we're not asking for a lot of volume, but still, like, it's often like you pick and then they freeze in one kilo bags and it's prohibitive, like. But it makes sense if you buy it for you. But if I'm going to put in a brew, I don't want to sell my beer twenty-seven dollars because of that, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes. So uh, we found yeah this guy in uh, it's in Chatham in uh, southeastern Ontario. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, near Windsor, I guess. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that's where we're getting our sour cherries from, and it's a uh, the Montmorency varietal, and I like that because it it really has a really nice cinnamon snap to it. And I feel like it'll play nice in a, uh, that sour, sour cherry version of our Black Forest Cake beer. Would you yeah. put? Um, would you add vanilla or anything to that version, or would you keep it the same? Just exactly the same base, just swap out the fruits. Um, I honestly think, man, I'd keep that uh, white sweet clover uh, aspect to it. I bump it up with lactose, though. I think. My man. I yeah. wonder if, and, and this is like, it's always conjecture, but I wonder if the addition of lactose makes it a pastry stuff. You know what I'm saying? Or does it become a... Oh, it depends how much you add. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> an imperial milk stuff. Like, who fucking knows? Like, it's like a... Yeah. No, no, a definitely, com- definitely. 
I, I feel like the pastry thing is is way almost compared to any other um, style of beer. It's the most vaguest definition because like maybe some people would consider this because it's a stout with adjuncts because it's got the cacao, it's got the um, the clovers, and it's got the raspberries. Is this a pastry? I don't really think so. But if you add lactose with the cherries instead, does it? I still don't know. Yeah, and you know what? The, the worst part is it, it's on the eyes of the the untapper. We'll be like, ah, <laughs> not to me. One, not pastry. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which is a bit annoying, but gotta yeah. live with that for sure. But um, I don't know, man. I we feel like they're just like dessert stouts. Call them pastry or not. I don't know. We we make them to our liking, right? Because like pastry stouts is like you make the beer, you make the base beer that you trust. And then you add adjuncts to it. Like you don't want to add coconut and then you're done, right? Like we add coconut until we're happy with it. And then we add raspberries until we're happy with it. Or like we add like adjuncts to those until we're happy with them. And then it's kind of our own fault if they're not balanced, right? To a certain point. And then that's when we were happy with those, with that beer. And then we'll the, the raspberry, we're going to, if we're not happy with whatever, we'll just doze it until we're, we're happy with it. That's the thing about pastry stouts is that you make a beer and then you recirculate the beer on a massive amount of adjuncts and then package it. Like it's up to you to gauge those adjuncts. And if you're not happy with it, just add more, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of what I like about that one is I feel like we kind of uh, hit some something that's pretty good. Yeah, no, this is like a, I feel like it's unique. And I think that's really what it comes down to. Like, as far as, you know, it's not a pastry. It's not just a regular imperial stout. It's a sweet dessert stout. It's like something that mm-hmm. probably is this middle ground that maybe doesn't yeah. happen enough or at least get talked about enough. Do you yeah. guys have plans for or any sort of barrel program uh, currently? We, we uh, do. Currently- yeah, uh, currently, currently, like right now, uh, like the actually the 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 sergeant poivre, the sergeant poivre mm-hmm. that you, you taste, uh, you taste uh, like uh, the first beer we tasted today. Uh, we uh, we are aging it in um, in a Sauvignon Blanc barrel, Ooh. like a, in a wine barrel. That's amazing. Yeah, it, I think it's gonna be nice because uh, we want it. We want it like Sauvignon Blanc because. It, uh, it would be more like um, a little bit acidic and uh, and dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, then like a uh, Chardonnay would be like a bit uh, like butterwood and uh, like a, a bit more like a round on the on the edge. I don't know how to say that uh, in English, but uh, um, perfect. Yeah. Yes. You nailed it, bro. Nailed it. And uh, so that's the, like we we don't have like a, a lot of possibility right now, but that's what we are doing. Uh, and when we're gonna open the brewery, we really want to have uh, like a, a lot of different uh, uh, type of, uh, of of barrel to do like barrel aging and stuff like that. And I I think that's that that's one thing that's really interesting about uh, about us. It's like it's just the beginning because when we're gonna like buy barrels we're 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 gonna be able to do some more uh, like experimentation and and to bring like um like new stuff to the the brewery scene 
like we we want to work with like uh, like forest uh, um, ingredient and uh, like to work with um, uh, c'est c'est quoi comment tu dirais ça dit c'est le quelqu'un qui travaille avec les herbes et tout ça une herboriste ah oh, botaniste 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 like a, like someone who's like cultivating herbs and, and yeah stuff like that like we we would like to do like collaboration has with a lot like, of expertise in it right that mm. can actually help us guide us through it obviously through test batching and stuff like that for sure for sure To say, hey, these match together. Uh, you should pair this with this. Well, I, I know, I know, I know. Most of them, like they grow for like uh, medicinal reasons and stuff like that. But we're we're just fetching after flavor and uh, and aroma, which is basically what we're fetching after. Like we definitely have a plan about making. Oh my god, I don't know those in French, uh, in English. Sorry, it's called uh, it's called la verveine E boy. Uh, aye, aye, aye. Oh, I don't know if you've had Craig. I don't know if you've heard of a pineapple weed. Pineapple weed. Yeah. No, talk to me. It's, it's a pineapple. wild version of a chamomile, and when you rub it, it's actually very pineapple forward. Okay. Yeah, so and it, it grows almost. Weird, and honestly, it grows in like it grows in like your ditch in your parking lot. It's like it's it's actually very easy to to find. So we're actually. We're looking at him making uh, beers with that and stuff. But I mean, we need our own space for that, right? And like uh, Sebastian mentioned, we're we're definitely uh, definitely going to get in a folder, uh, so we can actually get our 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 base uh, um, house yeast, if you want, or wild yeast, yeah, yeah. and then propagate it to our barrels, and then blend and stuff like that, right? We have a very good contact. Uh, well, thanks to through uh, uh, Ben again from Nickelbrook. It's a, an awesome orchard in the Niagara region because I know we can't get uh, peaches, nectarines, apricots, and stuff like that in uh, Quebec. So the closest we could get was that. And then what they do is that they even like when they get blisters from um, hails and stuff like that, they that orchard specifically, they still harvest them. And then they just Instead of sinking to the dump, they just sell them for very cheap. So we just collect them from them. Then we come back to Gatineau and just we just take off the blisters and stuff like that. And then we age our beers on that. That's amazing. We've already That's done. Uh, we we've already done a peach, uh, a yellow plum, and nectarine sour with those. So for sure. So that's coming for sure. But I mean, more in, in a barrel aging program type of way because those were quick sours and they came out fun. But we'd like to take it to the next step. We definitely want to make uh, everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. We got a bunch of uh, fun contacts and fun projects coming around. That makes me very happy to hear. I love that a lot. Uh, Montreal Beer Page, shouts to you, bro. Uh, he was saying, Gross Big Old Bourbon was my first from Alain de Riva. Man, was it a bottle to start with and fire emojis. There so you go. You've already done a uh, bourbon version of this, eh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We we've done it. Uh, like uh, we uh, like we, uh, we bought barrels from uh, Bo Canada, actually. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. They 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 were like aging um, that like maple the, syrup, the, the, maple syrup like uh, 
they uh, they age maple syrup in a bourbon bourbon barrel, and after that we use that barrel to uh, to age our uh, our uh, Swiss stout. And it was the same version with the raspberries and everything. No, no, it was it, uh, the, it was the, the first anniversary version. Yeah. yeah, no, the base was like uh, the first anniversary version was uh, um, coconut, uh, white sweet clover, and coconuts. Yeah. Okay, so it's coconut and the raspberries, and then chuck that into the exactly, coconut exactly bourbon barrel. Fuck, man. Yeah, that's oh, pretty that's good. Awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. I love that you'd be able to do that. Like, yeah. even given the the situation, you know, that you're in now, where it's kind of between two things, and uh, it's cool that you're able to still knock out some uh, barrel aged stuff. That's great. And the the, the you have to, man. You have to stay stimulated somehow. Yeah, man. It's uh, you know. You guys have sort of had a uh, an interesting run in the way that you've had to sort of start and then you know continue throughout 2020 and then coming into this year. I mean, like, is there anything that uh, you guys are planning for this year that you can say that's like maybe coming up? Yeah, I, I, I was best. Yeah, I actually like where. Like in in a year or so, we're gonna have our own brewery, so we're gonna we're gonna have like a lot of more opportunity to um to brew really wild stuff because right now we're like we're doing test batch on like uh 10 barrels or uh, like 15 barrels uh tank you know it's 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 a really big guess a lot, yeah. like like in in uh, like in a year we're gonna do like a lot of uh research because that's our field, and right now, like we're doing, like uh, New England IPAs and and really uh, popular style beer that we we like to brew, but in a way we would like to go where nobody expected us, like uh, like uh, um, uh, how you say that, like a foreign edge. La sequence is genre les gens qui font la cueillette tout ça. Forage, the forage, forage, like. Like to go in the forest and like to pick up some um, some bark in a tree and stuff like that and uh, and do really wild beer like that that people in Quebec this did, did, didn't see like um, there's there's a couple of brewery in the states that are doing that right now like uh, buying fields and growing like their own fruits and stuff like that we're re- really looking forward for that and I think in maybe a couple of years where we're gonna go there and that's our goal uh, actually yeah i love that i know like champ libre in uh, mercier did sort of a little bit of that type of stuff like they've got little uh herbs and other weird shit in the, the thing and they've been like doing that but i haven't heard of too many breweries doing that so i think that's a really cool thing to to get into because like you know what's more and this is literally you put the food that the, the ingredients in the land you you planted them you harvested these things then you put them in your beer that you made like it's a, a beautiful kind of full circle thing where most of the ingredients come from you guys directly i mean i can understand that being like the ultimate goal for sure like having a fucking field of barley and you can you know harvest that then malt it and then grow the hops and then grow the adjunct. I mean, that would be uh, an ultimate situation where it's just farm to table type of stuff. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's, that's our goal in, in a way. I, I, I think it's going to be like a, a, 
we have a couple of years to to go to uh, to to be to that point, but it's a goal, you know. You have always to fix your goals to to be in a position. And f- for us, it's like a yeah, it's it's like a, a possibility that, and like I think I think uh, the like the thing I really like about customers in Quebec is they are really uh, interesting in 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 um different type of beer like they they are not stuck in on uh, like a new england ipa or like a, a seasoned beer and stuff like that they they want to have like new new things they want to uh to be amazed by uh, like a new experience that's really nice because like in in old countries like germany and and uh, belgium they they are still brewing the same type of beer they were brewing like uh, hundred years ago and that's what we're really fortunate in in, in, in Quebec like I, th- I think like people are looking forward to to have new experience and that's where we want to go like that give us the opportunity to 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 brew the type of beer we wanted and I I think that that is really nice that that's a scene that we want to uh, to go in I think so, yeah. No, it's, it's uh, you're right, man. Like the the palette of the Quebecois beer drinkers uh, is quite complex. They kind of want a bit of everything, and I feel like it was quite traditional for quite some time, and now it's just grown into sort of like give me this great beer, and people are exactly. Like, yeah, you're 100 percent right. Yeah, you sure. feel that, right? I felt like I felt. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And you know, even like the amount of people I knew who were going to Burlington, Vermont every weekend, like every weekend. I'm not exaggerating. I know some people who did that because they couldn't get what they wanted at home. And I don't. Yeah. Pandemic aside, I don't think those same people would need to do that anymore. Yeah, I think it like it, and and I I think it like it. I I was uh, I was hearing you like uh, and. Like you were talking about, uh, like I, I think there's really interesting in 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 interesting beer in Vermont, um, but I also think that like um, in uh, in Gaspésie in Quebec, like uh, for like even from like five or ten years or so from now, they were brewing like amazing beer, like in in a place that nobody like really understand what was happening right there like he, like there, there's a guy in in, in um there's a there's a guy in uh in uh, yes BZ that he was he oh, was uh, yeah he was brewing like um like a beer with like uh his own yeast wild yeast that he grew in himself like back in the days and he, he um he opened a new law in quebec to uh to for the all the all the, uh, the the cool uh, the ship, see what was this for the cool ship? Was this Francis? Yeah, yeah, Francis. Francis Jonker. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They, I I think they, this guy has been brewing for like a while, and and like you you've been saying that in Vermont there were like a lot of really nice and interesting beer, and I think like in Quebec, like not all of the brewery, but some of them. Like even back in the days, were like like some something else, you know. Like uh, this one was in particular really interesting. 
and yeah. he, he's starting a new brewery right now like uh, it's Brete Sauvage well, yeah, oh, Brett yeah. Is, and uh, yeah, Brett is Savage. I drove I, past I, it. It's crazy. I didn't go in there because he wasn't around. He was out of town, and the other guy who worked for him wasn't able. But I drove past it. It looks okay. beautiful. Yeah, but we yeah, went to place it. He was yeah. the guy who used to own Pit Caribou, and he sold Pit Caribou, and then started this one. Yeah, and they have they have two locations in Gaspé. So we went to well, it's not in Gaspé. It's in it's in um, Perse. They had the because uh, we went. Then when we went to Quebec City, we went to Gaspé because there was like 200 COVID cases in the whole city during like August. So we were like, all right, well, where can we go that's safe to have a break? So we went out east. We were always scared to go because um, we couldn't speak enough French, but everyone was so nice. And it was really cool to see because like, uh, have you been, have you guys been out there? You've been up to Per Se? Yes, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been to Per Se and yes. for sure, but not when Pit Caribou and... Uh, Sauvage and Oval were around. Yeah, it was. We went to Oval, and it was. We were the only people there in the store, and they had two different beers. So I just got two of each and stuff, and it was very unassuming. It was very chill. Um, yeah. That was like you know a ten minute drive from the. There's a pit caribou pub right downtown in um, uh, Per Se, right near the Rock. Then if you go down, this was the better one. There was a second pub right on the water. Literally, you're sitting on a beach on this little table and you can get they don't have food or anything but we we were hungry so we just got some like snacks and you can just have a beer and we watched the sunset over the ocean like it was just beautiful it was so nice it was so cool but that's what francis yeah he started breton sauvage out there so they have a nice little scene of very few breweries but those it's, it's really doing some interesting stuff and you're right he changed the law for the for the cool ships yeah which is exactly you know, Quebec um, it was super behind with cool ships and even growlers. I think at the same time, those two laws changed for us to very yep. about serve those two. And um, yeah, and it's it's been really cool to see that change because I think that's where Quebec shines, like the, the cool ship stuff, like the funky wild shit. I don't think mm -hmm. anywhere in Canada does it like Quebec does it at all. Yeah, I, t I think in, in the next few years, it, it, it's, it's going to be a big thing. Yeah. In the, uh, I think we're gonna like in Ontario. Like what I'm really impressed of in Ontario right now, it's like uh, all the the beer that are mixed with like um, with uh, like grapes or apples, like uh, like mm -hmm. ciders with beers or like uh, like grapes with beers. Like Ontario does a really good jobs on that right now, and I'm I'm really looking forward to see what Quebec will do with that. Because we don't have the same climate, and um, we can we can we can grow like different types of uh, of, of fruits, but it's it's a different ways of uh, like interpreting things and uh, research and stuff. So I'm really looking forward for that, and I, I think that's the field that me and Jean Francois are, are are looking forward to 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 go in like in the next few years. I love that man. I think it's really cool that you guys are. Like it's not very often you see a brewery who does something like you know like like this stuff so well like the haze, and then is still just as equally excited about a cool ship or some like you know foraged ingredients or whatever. It's cool. You guys are super eclectic, much more than I realized to be honest. Which is why I was looking forward to talking to you because I didn't know enough. I'd heard a lot about you both from friends, mutual friends, and I tried mm -hmm. a bunch of your beers that were all the hobby beers. This is not what I expected, and in a in the best possible way. Like I'm, I'm extremely impressed 
and surprised to be like, fuck, man, this Saison is crazy. And I didn't even like Saisons that much. And this was crazy. <laughs> this stout is phenomenal. This bottle is absolutely being finished tonight. Um, and it won't be a problem because it's not too much. I don't feel like I'm like, oh, and they can only have a few more sips and it's too much. Like, you know, and the haze, I'm like staring at this bad boy. It's exciting. So I just really think what you guys are doing is really, is very, very cool. It's interesting for the area because it's still unique for the area. Like we're talking about all the great stuff. Cool. Everybody there does great haze. Great. But I, you know, this is unique. The Saison is unique. Like it's, it's very cool. And the fact that you guys have got interest in, in these type of things that it's almost like the farm breweries in like Eastern Quebec are doing. No one really in your region is doing and, and close to Montreal are doing. So, you know, I think that's great guys. I think it's just really dope and you really got something cool going on, man. And you guys have weathered the, uh, a pretty rough run, I guess, you know, from 2020 was pretty tough. Yeah, but, for sure. You know, yeah, it's just been weird, but like, we don't know any better, right? Cause we just, so we opened <laughs> up and then it, it's all been a clusterfuck ever since day one. Well, fucking day three, let's say whatever, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, thanks for the good words, man. That's very uh, appreciated for sure. No, but, um, we are, uh, I don't want to do all that. I think that, uh, Imperial Stout's getting to me now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's good. I saw you because you necked that. Uh, you hit that arrow dynam- dynamite <laughs> one really hard. You smashed that. Yeah, you go, I'm you know. very thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I respect it. Um, I know I want to be a little conscious of time and stuff. So, I mean, like, this has been fantastic. I feel like we've got a real – I'm glad we actually did in hindsight. I kind of wanted to keep some of these for other content. But at the same token now, I'm actually happier that we opened them together here because – this story and hearing more about the beers was quite valuable for, you know, really telling the story about what you guys are doing and, and what, you know, what you're into and where you're trying to go. So this was really, really cool. Um, is there anything else we could tell people to look forward to this year or is, is we gotta, you know, do we have to keep that a little? I would honestly say uh, keep in touch and follow us. Cause like, I know as much as, I know as much as you do when I'll be able to go out after 8 p.m., right? So, <laughs> like, I know as much. Like, I, you don't know more than I do of what I'll be able to do with, with my business in the next. Like, we're working really hard on expanding and, and doing stuff and being yeah. independent if you want, even though uh, we're really lucky to be at Get Just. Like, but I mean, in the meantime, it's just whatever. It's like we're working and then working in the dark at the same time. It's a bit weird. But yeah, yeah. Just follow us for sure because we do keep people updated for sure, for sure. And I'll I'll say with that like like Aladerive is all about like come come to us, come visit us, come like taste our beer, talk to us. Like if you have ideas, if you if you want to taste something different than beers, talk to us and we maybe we'll do it. Like we're open to challenges and like we're looking we're really looking forward for like bringing people like uh, for a community and uh, have a, a cultural ways to to express ourselves um yeah come to our place i think like it's it's really different like a brewery than a pub and we'll still like even if if we're gonna open a brewery we'll we'll still be a pub you know like when you go in a pub on the spot, you can taste a lot of different 
beers that you will never taste in cans or in bottle like because in a pub you're trying things and it you you have you have to go there you have to see the people that are behind the products i i think i think it it's the thing like next next summer we're gonna hit hard and you better be there <laughs> I don't you, Honestly, Greg, you better be there for sure say the word boys i'm there yeah. and I'm, I'm really excited to come back up and actually go to a fucking brewery again god damn it like it's been too yeah. long and i genuinely miss it and this obviously this is not how i wanted to do this with you guys i would have rather be there but this at least gets people familiar with what you're doing it's the closest thing so as soon as things are back to normal best believe that uh we'll be out there man i'm genuinely excited what i do want to do is take the thumbnail for youtube so what i usually do i have to take a screenshot while we're here do you want to hold up some of the uh beers so we can show the people for the screenshot what we're uh, doing i'm just gonna hold these two because that's all our hands can do oh yeah there we go there get the cans get the cans there you go y'all ready I'm lagging. I'm lagging a lot. <laughs> you got work? No, uh, yeah, not just my brain. Me. There you go. Oh, oh, no. Back, back again. That's blocking your face. <laughs> Good. You ready? <laughs> I got it. I feel, like I'm, I feel like I'm playing with the can. Your, fa your face is hidden, though. Are you cool with that? Your face is a can. The face as you can, and it's uh, the people are going to have to watch the video to see uh, to see those uh, pearly whites, mate. Boys, this has been a real <laughs> lot of fun. I feel like I've learned a yeah, lot about uh, what you guys are about, what you're doing. Where can everybody find Alad Dariv online? Uh, we have a Shopify account, but uh, Sebastian can tell us more about that for sure. Yeah, for like like to 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 buy beers and stuff, so like beers, it, yeah. and then in, and then yeah. social media and stuff. Yeah, in social media, like we have a we have a Facebook, Instagram, like you can follow us on on that Ala Derive, uh, or like uh, we have beers in Montreal right now in a couple of places. You can go there or in Ottawa if you want to come. Like when the pandemic is gonna be out of service, uh, please come to our bar because this is where it's happening. Like we're really like people person and like we're gonna we're gonna do like really interesting like festivals in in a couple of months and you should be there for sure yeah i love it it's a beautiful thing um guys stay on the line after this i'm just gonna wrap this up and then we'll uh we'll say yeah we'll proper goodbye so guys thank you both again for your time i really appreciate it i appreciate everything you guys are doing um it's very very glad to connect and i'm looking forward to uh you know hanging out actually in person having a few beers and stuff it's gonna be fun um, everybody, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe below, hit the notification bell so you know where the new new drops. Follow us on social media at BOS Podcast and check out the long form audio so you can hear attractive motherfuckers like Sebastian and JF talk about craft beer in Quebec. That is it, guys. We'll see you next week. Get it in there.